to Femme Noir Podcast. We are a podcast where we review and analyze films written, directed by, or starring women um, and discuss their representation on screen pertaining to what we see and the industry itself. Um, we are kind of changing up the structure just so that we can go into a little bit more of the analysis section. Um, Obviously, we're going to tell you who we are. We are going to talk about a little bit of the news and things that we watched slash are excited for. Then, of course, we're going to review the movie. After we review the movie, we're going to do a little game that we like to play here on Femme Noir called FMF, which is where we play a game with the prominent men of the film and we do Fuck, Mary Friend Zone. Um, after that, we of course will rate the movie out of 10. 10 is a perfect film. 5 would be like, I wouldn't watch it again, but like, I enjoyed it. And 1 is just like, should have left it on the cutting room floor. Why does this exist? Um, yeah, and then after that, of course, we'll shout out our patron VIPs. Um, and yeah, after that, we'll give you some recommendations and any updates that we have. Uh, so... I guess we'll start off with who we are. I am Serena. And I'm Whitney. And today we're going to be reviewing the movie Barbarian, um, which we are super excited about. We are kind of sad we didn't get to do in 2022 last year. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's just such a good film, so let's talk about it whenever. Um, Yeah. And it did so, recently come out on HBO Max, so we, we've got the second release. Yeah, you are correct. Um, but do we want to start with movie news now? What we're excited about, what, we've, what we're watching? Yes. So I feel like the last time we talked was what you and uh, I yeah. had an episode... That came out, I think, on, like, the 23rd or something. So, like, during Christmas time. The holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I feel like there were so many things that came out between just the, like, first couple of weeks of yeah. the year. Like, because, like, I've watched, I feel like I've seen so many things. Like, I've seen, I've watched Babylon finally. Thank God. Is it worth it? Oh, my God, Yes. I think so. Okay. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, okay, okay. I I love the trailer for it, but it feels like one of those movies where I'd sit down and then I'd hate it. <laughs> like, in what way? Like, plot-wise or, like... I feel like it would just... It, it'd kind of be like The Great Gatsby, right? Where all it is is just, like, a whole bunch of really pretty people who are just pessimistically partying their life away. Um, there are Great Gatsby vibes and the fact that it's, like, kind of pretty, but it does have a little bit, like, it has a lot more depth, actually, than I, like, I was surprised. I was like, oh, this is, like, actually about something. Like, I really just thought it was, like, a movie where they were just wandering around doing whatever. But it's not. There's, like, an actual plot. It's very, it's really fun. It's also hilarious. Like, I definitely know that there's jokes in there that you would very much appreciate <laughs> because they definitely play off of, like how filming goes and like it's so funny okay okay um so yeah if anything give it a give it if anything give it a watch just for the sequence of them trying to get one take done 
Okay, yeah, that actually... <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Anything, anything like that, like, specifically about, like, like you said, like, making movies, I, I love. I don't know this why, maybe because I love you. movies and I know everything <laughs> that goes into it, but I just this relate to that humor. To, for you. No, because okay. basically it's about, like, these, like, the characters that exist is them being, like, in Hollywood during the transition from silent films to sound. Mm. Okay. So it's like it's pretty entertaining. Okay. And, like, there's a lot of like like it's basically just like a crash course in film history. <laughs> gotcha. It's it's a good one. I, I like could be it. a nerd about that. Yeah, I had to explain it to my mom because I saw it with her. But then like once she watched it, she was like, "Oh, like that makes total sense." Like now that you've explained to me like the history and like everything that you mm -hmm. just said, like that makes a lot of sense. So yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. It's good. It's good. I'm getting more interested in this film now. I will watch it again with you. <laughs> That's an idea. That's an idea right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watched Kaleidoscope only once. Okay, I have thoughts about Kaleidoscope. Do we want to, do we want to talk about this? Are we going to get into Kaleidoscope right now? Let's do it. It can be its own episode. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I agree. Um... I also watched it through once. Um, I did look up like the like different sequences and like kind of like so did I. <laughs> what like what was the best one? What's like the yeah. you know like different ways essentially? And the the automated series or the automated sequence that I got was I guess the closest you can get to the best way to watch it through. Who really what what was it? Do you do you know? Yeah, I've, I I I wrote it down. I had to. Um I wanna know. Because I honestly can't it, like I can't really see other people watching it mm -hmm. and not getting the same cathartic mm, getting the same feelings. Like which is kind of like what they they want you to do. Yeah. Um is you feel a different way every time you watch it a different way. Um, I've, but, I've heard that, mm -hmm. like, it pretty much, like, it's pretty much going to be a good, like, story overall as long as you watch the white episode last. Mm, oh, I And then someone was like, oh, disagree. but if you did it the other way, it would be, like, the usual suspects. And I was like, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. And it's literally only because of one thing. And for me, that was, like, like, I'm... I'm curious to see what it would be like if I watched White first and then, like, I don't know, like, mm -hmm. a, a Specs type mm -hmm. vibe. Because, like, just just the fact that the daughter has the bonds and, like, you get yeah. to see that whole scene. So I'm, mm -hmm. like, I'm not sure if that scene, like, would ruin it or if it would be more interesting. Like, that's the only scene I'm, like, hmm. Because mm -hmm. that's, like, the one thing that you end up, like, not knowing by the time you get to that episode, the, mm -hmm. the white episode, if you mm -hmm. watch white last. I, I guessed. So, so I, 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 I guessed like, that uh, she had she it before I, things. yeah. <laughs> I um, like, oh, the FedEx boxes. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that she wasn't a part of that, though. Like, I, I did think that she had them. I just thought I thought that, that was the plan all along, almost. Yeah. Yeah, like, I thought that was the whole plan. And then they had the thing where he was like, so you literally just gave these people their fucking money back? And mm -hmm. she's like, literally, but it's saving all our lives. And I'm like, god damn mm -hmm. it. I well, and I think they're, like, paying rich. her for it, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I got my order. My order 
is was yellow, green, orange, violet, blue, red, pink. So red is like, I think like it was a couple hours after the heist. And then pink was like six months after the heist. The perfect order is you don't watch white last. You watch it before red and pink. So you get the heist. And then you get the, yeah, the after. Um, Because everything before the yellow, green, orange, violet, blue, that's not chronological. But the way that it like takes you through the story, the way that it starts with um, putting together the team mm-hmm. and then kind of like going through their backgrounds and then giving the history of it. Yeah. And then the play between um, the lawyer and the FBI agent and what's going on between them, which I think was like episodes orange and violet. Orange was, I think like the FBI gal and then violet was the lawyer if I'm remembering it correctly, mm-hmm. and just kind of, like, the immediate, like, flow in between the two of those, like, really helped their story, because they're essentially linked through the whole thing, um, and I actually, so I agree with the perfect way to watch it is to watch white before red and pink, mm-hmm. um, because the way that you tell a story, right, is you you have the buildup, then you have the midpoint, and then at the midpoint, that's when things start devolving, you have the dark night Wait. of the soul, then you have the, what? No, continue. I was going to oh. say, I want to know your thing again, because I finally pulled up mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so so going back, um, you've got, um, you, the, you have the build up to the midpoint, and the midpoint things start devolving. You have the dark night of the soul, and then action rises again at the climax. And then you have the big climax, the big fight, and then you get the emotional release of everything that just happened, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's everything, like all the colors beforehand, you have the big buildup and then you have a midpoint in each episode and then, you know, within the overall story. Which is what I was worried about, actually, when I was watching it. I was like, I hope this isn't like where mm-hmm. some of the episodes are like filler episodes. Like I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that each episode actually did its full like arc, like on mm-hmm. its own, was yeah. its own solid yeah. story and there wasn't like anything missing. Like, mm-hmm. it was so good. Yeah, but by having red and pink after the heist, you have your big climactic moment. You have your big heist, the will they make it, won't they make it. And then red and pink, the afterwards, gives you that emotional release. It gives you the time to like decompress and think about everything that's happened. And by watching the heist last, even though it does have its own climax and release, isn't enough for a whole series. Say that again. Okay, so <laughs> so you have white, your big, your your climax of the series, right? Oh yeah. And ideally, you don't put that last because you have the episodes red and pink that give you time to like decompress, and oh, it gives yeah. you this, this cathartic release of emotions as you watch all of their actions tumble together and the fallout and the effect of everything. Mm. But by watching those first, you have this preemptive release of emotions without the knowledge of why everything happened. Oh, yeah. So overall, I absolutely love this concept. It's of, really well done. Yeah, I love... There was only love... one, like, thing that I think I ended up seeing when I was watching it mm. was, like, I had an episode where... Um, the explosives girl like mm-hmm. was wearing the butterfly bracelet and yeah. then there was like him giving her the bracelet like in a later episode and mm-hmm. i was like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was, like, the only thing 
Mm -hmm. So I think, I don't think they could have done this concept as well as they did with any other type or genre of movie aside from maybe a rom-com um because it gives you because it keeps you intrigued and um it gives you enough intrigue and it has enough twists and turns and deceptions in it to where you're constantly guessing you know who's you know betraying who yeah um, like if there isn't like a spy mm -hmm. or like revenge or mm -hmm. like you know like kind of whodunit yeah. <laughs> like, element to it I don't think it would have really worked that well but yeah a, a rom-com no. I could mm -hmm. I could see potentially it'd be interesting mm -hmm. yeah so I like I said I love the idea um I think they had their order slightly incorrect <laughs> so you got yellow first yeah so did I okay so what was your your order again yellow green orange violet blue red pink oh okay i had yellow green blue orange violet red pink and then white okay so almost almost exactly the same except for mm -hmm. where blue was positioned yeah i liked i oh god the green episode was really good i enjoyed that episode where he like gets out of prison like oh, i like yeah, yeah. that each episode kind of has their own series of like heists and like mm -hmm. chases and like you know like it each episode in itself is like a full heist movie or like a whodunit movie or a mm -hmm. spy movie or like whatever in its own episode like because i was worried that like oh you'd get bored if there's just kind of like one episode where they're just like waiting around to see what happens yeah yeah but it's cool um, that didn't happen. I agree. Um, so I really, really like it. I think they had the, the really strong bones of a great concept. And I think they just fumbled it so slightly. But <laughs> maybe. I mean, it's not bad if you watch White Lusk because I remember watching Red yeah. and Pink and I was like, oh my gosh, these things happen like but who has the bonds like what ended up happening between like everyone else like oh mm -hmm. these two people are dead and then like you watch pink and then it's like oh he's not actually dead interesting mm -hmm. and then you're kind of like wait so what happened and then you watch white and it's like oh my god that's crazy like it was not it was good <laughs> i white was almost was probably the most boring episode for me because I watched Red and Pink, and I don't know if it's just because, like, because I like screenwriting or because I just watch so many movies um, that I kind of know the natural flow of a story. I just yeah. guessed everything. Like the most basic like, yeah. of the formulas, I guess, for, like, a mm -hmm. nice movie. Like, oh, everything has to go wrong, and then so-and-so has to do this, and then yada yada. Mm -hmm. The only thing I was really curious as to what was going to happen when I got to that point was because... Um, like, I didn't know what was going to happen with Ava. I was like, so how is that the Ava... lawyer? Yeah, the, like, lawyer lady. I was like, so how? Because, like, red and pink, I was like, so she's, like, still in communication with everyone and they don't mm -hmm. hate her. Mm -hmm. So either she's just a really good liar or, like, that was the only, like, thing 
Mr. White that I was like really intrigued to see. Mm -hmm. And then I was intrigued to see like what was it that made everything go wrong. Hmm. Which was Bob. And I was like, yeah, Bob would fuck it up. Yeah. He <laughs> that was wasn't my surprising. It he... was more like how it came yeah. out, you know? Yeah. They they made him too unlikable for me like i know his whole point is to be unlikable and that's and then he's the one that unravels everything mm -hmm. but they made him too unlikable yeah like i still cannot justify why that girl is married to him mm -hmm. like that doesn't make any sense yeah yeah The, the, okay, so the only thing I can think of is, like, you know, he's supposed to be, like, he's supposed to have, like, the heart of gold, right? Because he gave her the butterfly bracelet. Sure. And he, so he really does love her deep down. And, you know, it's a very uh -huh. pure and sweet love because, yeah. like, even uh -huh. at the end, like, you know, he sure. tried his hardest to love her and he tried to become a better man by writing her sure. the letter. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows he's a toxic man and he's trying to be better and win her back. I don't buy it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> mm, no! Yeah. No, but yeah. Overall, I really enjoyed the series, and I will be watching it. I'm probably just gonna wait a little bit and then, mm. like watch it in a different order. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty much what I was planning to do too. <laughs> yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed Kaleidoscope. Agreed. Um. You know what I'm, I guess you could say currently watching, because there's only two episodes out right now. Velma? Yes. I haven't started it yet, but that's just because I know that I want to watch more than one episode. Okay. I hate it. You do? Almost with a passion. You were so excited for it. That's so sad. I was. I was. I was so excited for it, especially because, like, out of the whole Scooby gang, Velma's mm -hmm. my favorite. Um... It is just, it's so absurd. Because, uh, like, okay. you know, they want to make it an adult cartoon, right? So there's mm -hmm. swearing, there's nudity, there's, you know, drugs. all these, yeah, I've drugs. I've seen the, mm -hmm. the trailer. And yeah. in the trailer, I have, like, just from the trailer, I have, like, already just, like, an issue with it. Yeah. It's, so, so the way that they've done it, right, mm -hmm. is they've made it so absurd that there's hardly any plot. It's just how it's like it's like a competition with themselves of how much more absurd can they get? <laughs> yeah, because and you kind of okay. saw that. Uh, so what I think they're trying to mimic almost is um, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, yeah, yeah. Like they but, eventually did turn it into a plot, but yeah, yeah. But see, the thing with Harley Quinn like... is like her whole character encapsulates that like her whole yeah, character like is just absurd is yeah <laughs> is like raunchy create ca chaos yeah and every episode so like you can you can connect all the absurdity that's mm -hmm. happening to her goal exactly at, like just in life <laughs> yeah and to an extent velma like she does have like this goal um like each episode and then you kind of get like there is like an overarching goal mm -hmm. but it's once again it's just like they're trying to cram so much 
absurdity in okay that they don't give enough time for you to care and then they've also like so a lot of people are calling it like the riverdale um effect right where they just make everything dark <laughs> and depressing and edgy and Except riverdale's fucking ridiculous yeah yeah you've never but, you've obviously never felt the highs and lows of high school football <laughs> So with Velma, what they've done is they've done, like, they've given it the Riverdale effect, right? Mm -hmm. But then they've just dialed that up to 10, and then they're trying to be meta about it. And they're trying to be like, oh, look, we're so, like, dark and edgy, and we have sex, and we do drugs. And we're just, like, the stereotypical teens, and my life's so mediocre. And then on top of that, yeah, and then on top of that, they just make every character... These characters so were never designed ever to look like children. I like forget no. that like the whole meddling kids thing is Scooby Doo. Yeah, because they all look like grown ass people. Yeah, yeah. But they they in this one, there's I think they they kind of all look like kids except for Daphne. Of course. Um. Yeah, but. They they all hate each other with a passion. That's um, and they all are just like so despisable that there's nothing redeeming about them, in my opinion. That is actually very interesting to me because there's this kind of like theory about Mindy Kaling and her. <laughs> At shows this point, I agree. And, like, the stuff that she has have. Did I send you this TikTok? Or the no, but I've been talking I've... about like. Mindy Kaling and how, like, you know, she's been, um, what's the word? Like, called out, basically, mm-hmm. for, like, how she was successful and, like, mm-hmm. how she kind of, like, got to where she is. And then they were kind of like, but, like, you're not a good person, like, blah, 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 mm-hmm. basically. Because there was, like, The Office and there was whatever she had after that, the Mindy show, I think. And then, like, you know, she kind of dropped off a little bit. And then she kind of, like, came back, and when she's come back now with all of the stuff, it's more of, like, an exploration of mm-hmm. herself mm-hmm. in most of the show's characters, like, never yep. having ever sex love college girls, Velma now, apparently, of mm-hmm. having characters that are not likable, watching them go through all of these things being an absolute mess, and kind of, like, those characters at some point realizing, like, I'm a horrible person and I don't do anything because of like doing them for other people like i'm so selfish mm-hmm. all for me and people are like is she just at this moment in time like kind of reflecting on like her Min- her mindy show and like office days of like like stardom essentially it's and so, it, so it velma that you said that like with velma yeah. like they're all unlikable because every other show she's made and even in late night that movie that she had like it's kind of a common theme of like i don't like i'm aware that i'm a shitty person and i think that it's also a little bit of like all of the characters like <laughs> like they do the shitty things you see the things um leading up to what makes them do the shitty thing mm-hmm. and like why they did the shitty thing and like why they justified it and then eventually they always kind of come to the conclusion of like I've done these shitty things, and the shitty things that I've done and the reasons I've done them for 
are equally as shitty, and now I have to reconcile and fix that and work on myself and be better. It's not that. It, these these guys are yeah. just unapologetically shitty. Like, if you <laughs> want to see... It, it's not, in my because, opinion. Because, like, it didn't take until season three of Never Have I Ever mm. for that to actually start happening. Mm-hmm. I... So... A show that I really like that is about shitty people being shitty is, um, oh, sorry, <laughs> no worries. Um, okay, uh, before you disconnected though, um, a show that I really like about shitty people being shitty and shitty situations for shitty reasons is you're the worst that one is funny yeah it, it's <laughs> it was on fx you can probably still find it on uh, whatever streaming service they're on um i think hulu maybe uh but it's just like it's these very unlikable characters that have just enough heart and relatability that you like them and that you can empathize with them and that you can like root for mm -hmm. them being either better mm -hmm. or at least in a be in a better situation or be together so they can be in a slightly less situation bad, bad situation yeah that's the thing with mindy kaling's shows at the moment is that like it takes a long time for these characters to develop heart <laughs> i don't and that's bad storytelling that's bad yeah, storytelling. like the thing is like everyone else around her is essentially like her their moral compass and then mm -hmm. they're like okay so what do i do if i absolutely lose all of that like do i end up caring more is it easy for me to fall back into these habits like what happens after that which i do think is like an interesting concept and like so far i've liked the shows that she's done like i actually really liked never have i ever and, like, season two, I was like, geez, this is an absolute mess. This girl sucks. And then I watched mm -hmm. season three, and then I was like, okay, no, this is actually really interesting. I like what they did there. But, like, it does take a while for the characters themselves to kind of, like, figure out how to manage themselves. Because, I... like, like, they do care about people. It's just, like, they have so much going on, like, in their own, like head yeah that like they just get blinded at the fact that like other people also experience things which i think is great only in the fact that like i feel like a lot of people in this generation are very much like that <laughs> like in the younger generation like coming up are very mm -hmm. much like that. and it comes out in a lot of their social media things like and like their like opinions about like things like mm -hmm. for instance being like Oh, I'm super woke. Like, I would never do that. And then, like, immediately doing something like that and just being, mm -hmm. you know, like, not actually being a good person for a good person's sake. Like, actually being a good person, mm -hmm. but being a good person because that's what they think they should be. And their own head of what a good person is. Like, they're not actually a good person. They're yeah. a of a good person. I have so many thoughts about everything you just said but the first one that comes to mind is that's actually like a philosophical belief um i think going off of plato maybe 
if I'm remembering my college philosophy classes correctly, whereas like, he's just like, it doesn't matter if you're a good person, as long as you pretend to be a good person and you try to be a good person, you will eventually become a good person. Yeah, like fake it till you make it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, if Mindy Kaling's other shows are like this, even to like a lesser extent, almost like yeah, if she has less absurd. Yeah. Yeah. If she has such unlikable characters, I have to wait till season three to like them. It's not worth my time. I don't want to watch I'm her stuff. Watch it. Well, I'm going to watch it just because. I'm not even oh. going to hate watch it. Like I'm giving Velma three more episodes. If I don't, if three I can't find. Episodes. Yeah. If I can't find anything I like by episode five, it's not worth you. my time. I'll watch it again for you. <laughs> just because I'm like, finally. Like, at least she gets to be a lesbian, and, like, mm. not all of them are white, and that's, mm-hmm. like, in my book, especially for, like, like animation, like, cartoons, like, and them not exactly being a caricature. I do have issues with Shaggy, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, he's very that, problematic. That he's one very problematic. Seem, that doesn't seem right with me. Like, yeah, it's around me. Granted, I haven't seen it yet, so I will. Oh, it's not going to sit right with you. Yeah. Opinion. (laughs) But the concept of it doesn't sit right with me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'll watch it just because it's a win for women and a win for people of color. I can't. I can't even hate watch this show. Like, I've got so much better things, so many better things to watch that it's just, it it is literally not worth my time (laughs) if it doesn't get better. If it doesn't get better, yeah. Let me switch my notebook to our movie talk. Oh, okay. Hold on. I still have one more movie news item that I want to hit. I'm just going to take like five pages of notes, so I have to find the first one. I almost did multiple pages of notes for Barbarian, but I limited myself. Um, Dude, I did front and back. (laughs) But I am writing like the plot of the movie down so we can go through that as well mm-hmm. so. all right um but first real quick uh have you heard that you can now sue studios for false advertising with their trailers yes i did see that okay how are what are your thoughts i'm interested i i had no thoughts really i was just uh-huh. kind of like interesting i guess like that's interesting because mm-hmm. like like, on some level, I'm like, sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, okay, well, I don't know much about it from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, like Babylon. Like, it doesn't really tell you anything. kind of just gives you a general vibe. Mm-hmm. And then you go and see it, and then you're kind of like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like, this is... Like, like it's going to be surprising whether or not, like, it's better than what you expected or worse than you expected because you don't really know what it is. Mm-hmm. But then there's, like, some movies, like... Like... <laughs> like some of Kevin Hart's stuff, like, a lot of comedies, I feel like they do this, where they yeah. like, have all the jokes and they're funny, and then you, like, watch the movie and then yeah. like, the jokes are in the trailer. And so, like, it, it isn't actually yep. as funny as you thought it would be. So I'm like, I feel like... Mm-hmm. It... Interesting. But then I'm also like, is it really the movie studio's fault for making a bad trailer, or is it the trailer 
like the person the the company that cut the trailer's fault for making a bad trailer <laughs> both both for sure because the studio has to sign off on it at the end of the I day i love watching trailers like that is one of my mm-hmm. favorite things to do i love analyzing trailers i'm that weird ass person that sits in the movie theaters and is like oh my god yes the trailers mm-hmm. and like is like you know what like i'll sit there and then like watch the trailer and after the trailer be like that was a really good trailer and i'll like turn to the person, <laughs> actually that was a good trailer mm-hmm this trailer's not a good one. <laughs> yeah. My, so my dad's favorite thing, he kind of does the same thing, but his version is, um, he goes, oh, chick flick. Oh, <laughs> guy flick. <laughs> so essentially, and you know. So he like picks out the target audience of yeah. what the trailer was targeting. Yeah. Because like I got super mad at one of the Transformers ones, like the one with that little girl and Mark Wahlberg. And I was just like, this movie is oh, okay. so, like, this trailer's so stupid because they really tried to do three different, like, mm. audiences mm-hmm. and three different beats in one trailer. And I was like, you can't do that. Like, that's just not good trailer making. Like, pick mm-hmm. an audience with one, send that out. Pick another audience with a second trailer. Like, just make it three separate trailers. Like, yeah. Why we started off talking about, uh, oh, Bumblebee, he's coming back, blah, blah, blah. And then it was, like, randomly, like hey, man, like, you've got your daughter and your, and your daughter's boyfriend, blah, 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 you have to worry about them. And, like, that's already two separate plot points. And then they just randomly brought in this girl doing, like, a monologue about, like, I can do anything. And mm-hmm. I was like, what are we going for here? Is this a woman empowerment story? Are we? Is this, like, a family story that just ends up being large-scale? Is this, like, a large-scale alien invasion movie? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? I don't know. There's so I with this whole thing, I think um, two things, two big things. First is it's going to be a slippery slope um, with people uh, claiming false advertisement and being able to sue uh, movie studios. And um, I think that'll make movie studios. (laughs) I think that'll change it. Well, it's obviously going to have to change how trailers are made forever until they repeal that decision second thing is i think to a greater extent it's actually going to change how movies are made because the whole suit came about because this actress that was originally filmed in the Mm -hmm. film was later cut but they you know left her in in the trailer um lots of movies do that all the time because a lot of movies get edited and cut up until the release date some movies Mm -hmm. especially marvel movies are edited until like hours or minutes before the red carpet event yeah um cloverfield they gathered a whole bunch of people in a in a room sat them all down and said let's film a trailer they filmed a trailer they released it they gathered all the same people back into that room and said all right let's write a script what's this movie gonna be about and then they're like well we're making a monster movie so there's gonna be a monster and then that's what they did. Casablanca was being written as it was being filmed. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. it's 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 not unheard of to create movies in different ways. Like you don't just write a script, gather people, film the movie, cut the cut the trailer and then release it. Yeah. Like a lot of the process is intermingled, switched around. It's not, you know, one timeline of of events. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird to me that 
they can just like because it's just like they can now sue for like really stupid things probably too like i should probably go and look at the actual like like rules and regulations Mm -hmm. of Yeah. what it is to like Yeah, that's sue true. a studio for false advertising but like just on the premise of false advertising it's like how much of that is like suspension of disbelief and like Mm -hmm. for the benefit of the audience and how like it's like anyone could misconstrue that as like false advertising Mm -hmm. so like there has to be some site some type of like rules and regulations Oh, like yeah. because like the comedy thing i get people being cut out of a movie i get like i mean they did that with shia labeouf in and army hammer actually they took them out of the trailers of the movie because of all the stuff that was going on with them and then Uh-huh. both movies were released and everyone was like oh my god i didn't even realize they were in this movie like their names were just taken off of the project but they were still in the movie they couldn't just reshoot their roles Yeah. like i think it was death on the nile with army hammer and then pieces of a woman with shia labeouf like Mm -hmm. they just took them out they just took all of their like name and credibility out of the movie but like they're still in it and so like when you sat down as an audience member to watch it and you were like oh my god they're in this movie <laughs> Yeah. That's how I felt. Nice segue. <laughs> That's how I felt about Barbarian. Um, and uh, uh, Justin Long. I had no clue he was in here. Ah. <laughs> Hello again. I don't know how much you caught, but um, that's how uh, I felt about um, Justin Long in Barbarian. I had no clue he was in this film. Hello. <laughs> Dude, me neither, but it was a very nice surprise. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, like things like that. I'm like, is it false advertising if you don't tell them about like Well, so like that? they Like, cut, what is it? they cut two trailers for, Bar for Barbarian. I actually did not watch a single trailer for Barbarian. Yes, you did. No. Yes, you did. I can guarantee it because we watched a movie together in theaters and I saw that up on screen and I looked directly at you and I'm like, I don't like scary movies, but I want to see that one. You did? I don't remember this. Was it close to one of my concussions? <laughs> um, it was after them for sure, but um, That might make it worse. <laughs> here, let me, let me go back through <laughs> um, our movie notes. Cause I don't remember seeing a single thing about this movie. <laughs> Candyman cohabitation. I'm dead. Because I had him in the summer. So, okay, so you also mentioned how, um, oh, it was when we saw Nope. We went and we saw Nope Oh, together. so it was during the And summer. then, yeah, and then you meant, and then you said, um, notice <laughs> how all the trailers uh, are about black films because there's oh yeah, Black there's Panther black people 2. in every single film. Yeah, there's Black Panther 2, um, there was, uh, where I just passed it, Tail. Tail, Tail was a trailer The Woman was in a trailer. King, Yep. um, Barbarian, and Nothing else. yeah, and then like a couple others. But you did see a trailer for this. That's crazy. I don't remember seeing a trailer. I remember I blame the concussion. Mm-hmm. Till, but I don't remember from sitting down in the theater with you. I remember seeing that in a different theater with my brother where I turned to him and I was like, that was a good trailer. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
I don't even, I literally don't remember seeing any of the trailers for Nope. Like, I remember Wow. seeing Nope. And I remember they played the Oppenheimer trailer right Oh, before. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, like, cut into all the weird things. And that's, like, Mm -hmm. like I just remember, the, like, that. That's where my memory of Nope begins. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah, that's where my memory of Nope begins, is Oppenheimer. <laughs> Wow. Like, the end part. Not even the whole thing, just, like, the, like... How close The screen. was that to your concussion? When did Nope come out? I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had them. Because I had two concussions. I had them in July. Like, right after each other. Yeah, they were in the same month. Like, literally three weeks apart. Day. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking up. Nope. I'm curious. Um, let's see. Oh, that's not helpful. Well, it just took me to the IMDb page. When was? <laughs> Nope. Uh, July 22nd. oh yeah that was right <laughs> Dang. yeah I think it was that weekend like Wow. that was like one of my first outings That's crazy. And I was, because I was like, oh, I need to see Should Nope you have been so driving? bad. And be honest. No, it was like, I was clear to go and do things, but I was like, I don't know how my, like, head's going to react to, like, a movie yet. And so I had to wait a week. And then I was like, I can't get any longer. I have to see Nope. I was like, if I throw up, so be it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I have no recollection of watching trailers for that movie. I remember sitting down. The screen doing the weird fiery thing, cutting to black, nope starting, nope, and then leaving the theater. <laughs> Wow. Interesting. But I am down to dive into Barbarian now. Yes. <laughs> there are other movie things that I... <laughs> would mention but I don't want it to be too long you know yeah. because I was going to talk about the like speaking of suing studios the Romeo and Juliet actors are suing for the fact that they were 17 and like they had to do nude scenes <gasps> oh, yeah. and they're just now being able to sue for that which is interesting Mm-hmm. I need to look into that more. I saw that headline, probably because I, I was in the middle of doing something else. But yeah, there is still a lot of movie news going on right now. Oh my god, so Um, much. but we do, we actually do need <laughs> to start talking about yeah, Barbarian. this is about to be just a, a recap of movie news. <laughs> Two separate episodes of movie news. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I want to talk a little bit about Avatar and all that stuff, but mm I was like, hmm I don't want to. <laughs> just, like, yeah, whatever. I, I like... Like, I had watched the movie before I knew the news about it, like, the anti-Indigenous things that he'd said, and 
I had issues with the first one about the only person of color really in the movie being a blue person and depicted as like a savage the whole time. Didn't they have the helicopter too, pilot? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that like, was my next point. Yeah. Like she died. And then I was like, okay, is it any better in this one? And then it wasn't. But still, yeah. the only character that is blue that is played by a person of color is the one character that they actually use the word savage Ooh. and crazy. Yeah. I was like, Damn, y'all are not helping this out. And then I read what you said, and I was like, that is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, no. Like, I wasn't going to recommend it to people anyway. And I was like, like, I didn't, like, I didn't pay for it, so. Mm. I I didn't watch Avatar 2 uh, for the simple fact that while the first one was exceedingly beautiful, I'm just it was boring. Cameron. Yeah, it's boring. I always tell people, I'm like, look, my non-spoiler review, if you just look at it as a movie, it's like dating a person with 10 out of 10 looks for it a 10 personality. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not, like, it's pretty, and as long as you're really into, like, the pretty part, like, the movie doesn't, it's way too long. It's one of those movies where you could and probably like, just, like, get high and watch it for the visuals. And then yeah, because like you're high, not you're not thinking about it. it. Yeah. Like, the depth of this movie, I think I literally told my mom, I was like, so what we watched was just a really pretty water version of a Fast and Furious show. Interesting. Like, the plot is essentially the same. They're like, it's all about family. <sighs> and then they have, like, people that they bring into the family because we're going to protect each mm. other. And, like, you've taken us in, so now, like, we're going to protect you. And, like, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's literally fucking Fast and Furious. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. they do a bunch of crazy stunts. And they have a bunch of crazy things happening. And there's maybe, like, a little bit of, like, a, a war going on. But, like, you know, there's also gang wars in Fast and Furious, especially in the first four. That's, like, part of the mm -hmm. whole plot. And someone that you think was dead comes to life. And they're out for revenge. It's literally the same plot. Gotcha. <laughs> literally the same thing. All right. I'd rather watch Fast and Furious. Me too, because at least they have people of color in them. Yeah. <laughs> and aren't and they're like the heroes of the story, even though they're like, mm -hmm. quote unquote, evil. Or mm -hmm. well, they're not evil, they're villains. But, you know, technically, mm -hmm. they are not anymore. They're consultants. So. <laughs> there we go. Speaking of people of color and people of color being leads in movies... We'll dive into Barbarian. Um, do you have it pulled up? Which part? Uh, just like the like synopsis of the movie. Oh yeah, that's part. Of, that is literally a section in my and like the actors and stuff. Yeah. Bless. Yeah. I'll let you so, go ahead and do that. Okay. Uh, plot real simple, basically one line. A woman staying at it. <laughs> A woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. Very basic plot point right there. Um, I do remember the trailer for this. Yes. <laughs> See? I remember seeing one, and I was just like, interesting. Because mm -hmm. they, yeah, okay, this, this plays into, they did a really good job, actually, with this trailer. Mm -hmm. And how it connects to the movie. Continue. <laughs> oh, agreed. Um, the only, the biggest thing that I have about the trailer is that it gives away what happens to, uh, Bill Skarsgård. It did? 
one of them did. I don't know if it was the one that we saw. I only saw I don't... one, and it's where he, like, goes into a room, and then, like, he comes out, and there's, like, screaming. And I think there is, like, blood on his face, but it made him look like he was oh, yeah. the monster. Okay, so I, the first time I saw the trailer, I agree. One of the other times I saw it, though, I think I was just paying more attention, or had just seen it so often that I connected the dots, mm-hmm. and it spoiled it for me. Um, but... Uh, he's one of the actors. Uh, Bill Skarsgård plays Keith. You have uh, Georgina Campbell as Tess, Justin Long as AJ, and James Butler as Andre. He's the um, the homeless guy. Okay. And then um, the uh, they just called her mother, like that was her name. Do- um, was. I went through seven different names writing down her, like, whenever she was, like, and then I was like, she does this. It was, like, the creature, mutant lady. Her, well, I, like, I guess her credited name, yeah, is just Mother. Interesting. Um, And that was played by Matthew Patrick Davis. Yeah. And when, when we come to the section where we talk about Mother... I've got a whole TED Talk lined up. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, and then one last one last main actor, I guess, we can throw in there is Frank. He's the um, the original owner, the older guy. Oh. Uh, he's played by Richard Brake. <laughs> yeah. So, first impressions of this movie. I had watched it with my brother. And we both literally died laughing. We were like, this is so funny. And we were like, I literally, we both were kind of like, what did we just watch? Like, what was that? Like, that was so not what I was expecting, like, at all. Because in my head, I hadn't seen a trailer when I watched the movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, all I know is that she, like, goes to an Airbnb and, like, either there's a person in the Airbnb that's, like, like, gonna murder all the people that stay in the airbnb or like something like that and he was like okay i'll watch it and then we were like what in the frick <laughs> but then like we were also laughing because this was also a very funny movie like the comedic bits and things that were done were just done super well so yeah i okay so my first impression was i came out of the film uncomfortable like extremely uncomfortable and i didn't know why um and so i kind of like i want to say like i just kind of like push that to the side because i'm like oh you know like it's a horror movie i don't like horror movies but then i'm like well you know like this one wasn't that bad and is it not that bad because i have to like i've been watching more horror movies like i don't think i've seen as many horror movies as i have this year oh well i say years and like <laughs> from i suppose january 2022 to january 2023 um so i'm like oh i guess i'm just being desensitized and this is just part of the process and now i'm thinking about it too much and i get it in my head and then after like 12 hours of just like contemplating the film i get out my my film diary and i start writing down all my thoughts and then halfway through while i'm like trying to 
to put all like these positive things down about the movie because overall like it was like it was a good movie it delivered on its premise it had a good it had good pacing um it had a good plot until i started thinking about the plot and then i started thinking about mother and then that's when i started getting feelings and i realized that those feelings about mother were making me uncomfortable and I, she, I think is a very problematic character for me for several different reasons um, that we could probably get into after we well, discuss other go. aspects. We can talk about it when she first comes on screen. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was mentally prepared to talk about it. Yeah, because my, my thing, like, I think when I watched it, I was like, okay, so we have a black woman as the main character. And that's mm -hmm. kind of, like, definitely the lens that I watched it through was, like, women and, like, people of color on screen in horror movies. So I was looking for all of those tropes or, like, subversion of tropes. And so mm -hmm. the movie starts out with a bunch of, like, creepy sounds and noises. There's, like, the storm. There's all these, like, voices that come in. And then you kind of, like, come up from the ground <laughs> to see just, like, the house in the dark in the rain. There's like a porch light on. That's it. There's nothing else around. You can't really see. It's super dark. And then um, Tess and her car kind of pull into the thing. And then the voices get louder and louder and louder. And then you go through the window, which I thought was a cool shot. You go in through the window mm -hmm. to Tess trying to like remember the, the code so that she can just punch mm -hmm. it into the thing. That happened to me in real life. Last time I took a vacation um, was to Denver, Colorado to visit my sister and um, with all my other siblings. And um, we rented an Airbnb and that exact situation happened. Not the double booking. <laughs> yeah, but we couldn't we couldn't double get into booking. the house. Ugh, yeah. Annoying. Yeah, it was, yeah, especially because like, it was really cold. So honestly, like she did that so realistically, like just being up there and being like, oh my God, it's literally raining. Why isn't there a camera box? She does everything that like, like I think it's, it's, a, it's something to point out that she does every single thing that you would ask of her to do in a situation. Like, if she had died and you were looking back on it and you were like, okay, mm -hmm. so this girl went into a house, she did all of these things. Those are all the questions people would be asking if they were to victim blame her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, she okay, does okay. every single thing not to be actively victim blamed. Like, you can't really victim blame her. Yes, I, I definitely agree. And I kind of have an issue with that. Okay, I'm going to, I feel like I'm just going to be shitting on this film. Um, I, I'm going to state now, like, I did like it for a horror film. Like, I liked it as much as I could. But I think as I have to watch more horror films, I'm figuring out what kind that I like. And I think I like my horror films a little bit more campy. Because mm. the more relatable a person is, unless they're the hero, like as a hero, I very much appreciated the fact that she was that relatable. I even have it in my notes. What I found less that I liked was how relatable they tried to make everybody else, except for AJ Long, um, except for Justin Long, who played AJ. Um, <laughs> I think once he came on the screen, because he was so um, campy, mm -hmm. it gave like a nice um, 
break and it, it reminded me like hey this is a horror film like it shouldn't it shouldn't be relatable essentially because yeah, like the more yeah. relatable it is the harder it is to like imagine these characters in these campy situations that makes sense yeah but that being said about the victim blaming i think that it's really important that mm -hmm. they did that to mm -hmm. connect all of the story together is mm -hmm. that especially with justin long when we meet him he's being accused of rape yeah and so it's very interesting to see kind of like all three like main chapters i want to say mm -hmm. of like the different situations you see in the house all kind of deal with these three situations in which there are victims there are perpetrators and there are like just the things and stigma surrounding all of that and so from the bat you see that she is a very smart person like she mm -hmm. like checks all the boxes she is very like safe she does all all of the things that she can do in order to like not get murdered <laughs> to be the final girl yeah yeah like in order to just like be like because it's like you would always tell like anybody you're like lock all the doors like check the key box like and she was like okay i'm not even gonna wait outside she just immediately was like this place looks creepy i'm gonna sit in my car with my phone and like my car's running mm -hmm. she only gets out of the car when she sees the light come on and she's like oh somebody's in there she looks through the window first notices that guy sees her he opens the door and he's like what <laughs> and she's like who are you? And he's like, "What? who am I? Who are you? Yeah. Which is, again, a very honest reaction. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was, he played this so well, the fact that, like, like I didn't trust him, and I don't think anybody else did. Like, I 100% yeah. was like, he's evil. Well, okay, Bill Skarsgård like, looks evil, though. Like, and I'm not saying yeah, that because like, he played Pennywise. Like It was such a smart thing to cast him, though, because everyone mm -hmm. kind of, like, knows him as kind of like a creepy character like mm -hmm. he plays creepy characters well so i was like mm -hmm. oh this is just like part of his bit like, casting. In, like whatever yeah and i was like that's super like th that was a good casting choice uh-huh um you know he's like super nice he like offers for her to like like come inside where it's dry she's like okay mm -hmm. he like um he like doesn't get like physically get close to her or anything like when they check their phones like they exchange phones and like whatever she like even looks at his license number or his like his license in the wallet she like, did that sneakily but yeah yeah um when like he lets her like call the like call around mm -hmm. for like places and they're like oh crap there's like a conference in town so like you're probably not gonna find a place i'm so sorry like and the thing that he says is actually pretty smart where he's like you know what we can call these idiots in the morning get our money back and then we both just get a free stay like mm -hmm. it's not, not too bad like it can mm -hmm. be worse. um he's like i'll take the couch and she's like i don't want to put you out and he's like not for discussion like now comes in kind of like the is this just like a like a him thing or is he kind of weird and then i was like oh he was definitely weird he was weird yeah and i was kind of like that was like off-putting to me he's like, well oh, okay like, blame it on my upbringing i was like that's such a white dude thing to say like yeah and so like that kind of turned me off a bit he was like do you want tea i'll make you tea he like makes tea he like puts on his raincoat to go grab her um her luggage and she's like i have a thing about sheets he fucking washes the sheets so like at mm -hmm. this point i should maybe trust him a little bit more that he's not gonna kill her but i don't mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did you <laughs> no no i totally i totally thought 
um, he was going to kill her. But the only thing that, you know, I knew he wasn't going to was because I remembered the trailer and what had happened in the trailer. Um, and I, but I thought up until completely <laughs> had no memory of the trailer. I think had I not seen or had I not, you know, figured it out, it would have been a fantastic, well, it still is. This is, this is pretty much this whole first act, this first third mm -hmm. that you're talking about, I think is what makes the movie for me. This is it's pretty much so the good. only part right now that I like. Interesting. And so, yeah. And so he's doing all these things, uh, later she's like, okay, I'm going to wash up. She like checks his wallet. She brings it out and he's like, oh, good eyes. Like yada, yada. Um, when she comes out and he's like, yeah, so like, we still have the stuff. He's sitting there with the wine that he was going to open earlier. Mm -hmm. And then he's like rambling through nervously explaining, mm -hmm. I'm going to have a glass of wine. He tried too hard to, to push it. the wine though. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. felt like he was trying to. He hard kept to push pushing it. the wine. And then he was like, I'm going to mm -hmm. have it. Like, you don't have to have it. I just don't want you to feel like you can't drink it because like, like obviously you don't trust me like that like i wouldn't either and he's like trying not yeah. to be weird about it but like it's like a weird thing to bring up <laughs> and he's like i don't I care how much in front of you like yeah I'll open it in front of you she, he was like i didn't notice you didn't drink the tea which like makes sense again like i did it yeah. you didn't get to see me make it like i could have done anything to that 100 percent like understanding like the whole situation which honestly to me was like a little creepy i was like mm. yeah it 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 he's it's creepy because he's trying to too hard. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying too hard to get her to trust him. He's being too pushy, despite the fact that he's trying not to be too yeah, pushy. Yeah, like in his in his nervousness, she's mm -hmm. actually being a lot more aggressive than yeah, like necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you know she sits down just because they're still waiting on the luggage is kind of awkward but now's kind of the time when you kind of they break the ice a little bit she's like i am in town for like a meeting to see about this job as a research researcher for this documentary and he recognizes the filmmaker well he doesn't recognize the filmmaker he's like i don't think i know her and she's like well should we made a movie about jazz and he's like oh wait was it this movie mm -hmm. and she's like literally nobody's seen that movie how do you know about that movie he's like i literally love that movie and then it turns out that, like, he's one of the people that, like, is kind of involved in, like, a circle of, like, mm -hmm. like that regionally yeah. important, like, things that's going to end up being relatable to what she's working on. And yeah. so then I was like, okay, so he's, like, a normal guy. That Well, that exchange out of the whole, like, out of his whole character was the most I feel like human because like yeah. I know I was just talking about like campy until that point he was so campy in the fact that he was trying not to be non-threatening so not to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to be threatening there we go he was trying yeah, so was hard like, not to be threatening yeah um and That's and like when I, I started mm -hmm. to be like okay I kind of like him like he's not too bad like not like yeah. I like him or anything but like it is what it is like maybe he's not gonna kill her mm -hmm. I mean I still was like mm. um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then what happens after that they talk for a little bit she talks about her like love issues they kind of have like I like how that nice wasn't a plot point yeah mm -hmm. like they they just barely hinted at it and yeah. then didn't make anything of it 
Yeah, I like that too. That it was just kind of like, oh, these are just things that happen when pe two people are forced to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Well, it's no, because like, they they had that with her phone too, where they're like, yeah, where they had like, like some like yeah male name, yeah Marcus. Um, Marcus like popped up on her phone a couple times, and then mm -hmm. she's just like she didn't want to talk to him because yeah. that fleshed out like the fact that she's got like a history behind her, but it, because it doesn't affect her character and what she's going to be doing in this film, they mm -hmm. didn't waste time on it. Yeah, it was nice. Like, it was purely just kind of like a, get a, just get a feel for these characters. Like, mm -hmm. how do they feel about things? Um, which was refreshing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is nice. They're just kind of chilling. The duvet is now finally done cleaning. And I'm not going to lie. I did not know what a duvet was until this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one on my bed right now. I've only ever had comforters or just blankets. Uh -huh. And so I was like... Like, I literally had no idea what they were doing. I was like, like, he was like, oh, duvet. And then, like, finally the bed was put together. And I was like, so when you, I was like, so there's like, there, like, that is a thing. A duvet uh -huh. is a thing. Because I'll see uh -huh. it as a duvet, like, online, you know, when you're looking at, like, shopping and furniture. I, and I was like, unless I you're just cold. Was a comforter the whole time. <laughs> no, unless you're, like, really cold. I don't recommend them. Um, well, I only have it enough, because it's warmer than a comforter. I ended up buying one on <laughs> because I thought it was a comforter. And so uh -huh. then when I got my duvet, I was like, you know what? In that movie, Keith did this crazy thing to like put the duvet in the duvet cover. Mm -hmm. And that totally works, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know what? He was 100% onto something with that. That honestly made my experience with the duvet wonderful. <laughs> so thank you, Keith. And whoever wrote this movie, I found out that hack. I like you. <laughs> uh, the oh, director was director-writer. Um, yeah, he's also Gregor. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, he is. In the club um, scene. Yeah. And so, yeah, he puts the duvet on. They kind of have like a, all right, well, good night. Like, have fun. Mm -hmm. Thanks for not making this a really horrible experience. Mm -hmm. Um, she like goes to sleep, and then it kind of just like is the middle of the or like well, it's already past the middle of the night, but it's like later into the night, and she wakes up from her door opening. Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, this scene, like having watched the movie a few times now, I don't really know. Other than the fact to, like, signal that, like, the opening of the door is, like, the girl monster, like, coming out mm -hmm. at night. Like, it didn't really feel like any of that was, like, necessary to, like, the characters or anything. Like, why was he having a nightmare? Because he's just, like, having a nightmare. Like, it was, like, really just kind of, like, a get you on the edge of your seat kind of a thing. Yeah. I, I like, okay. didn't think about that, but that's true. Then I was just kind of like, this is the one scene I feel like we really didn't need. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have yeah. shown, like, the door opening, them sleeping next day, but they did the Well, thing. okay, so I think, I think they kept it instead of cutting it was because it helped set the tone, it helped set, you know, the creepiness of the situation, and the fact mm -hmm. that he went from this, like, really, like, bumbling idiot to normal human to 180 he's like this really weird mean guy who gets nightmares and doesn't want to talk about it and kind of like yelled at her in the middle of the night 
but he, after like, being so like, nice. He didn't know. Like, he, like, didn't know that he, like, he was having a nightmare, but, like, yeah, it wasn't, like, a memorable one. He was like, I'm making noise? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, but so, he was like, still kind of a jerk about it, like, understandably. Well, yeah, it's, like, the middle of the night. And they fucking yeah, no, but, I mean, it's just, it's, like, it, it was kind of, like, a 180 for his character, so I think it kind of, like, set the tone of, like, oh, is, is he actually going to be the bad guy? Like, I think it's just them trying to keep us guessing Interesting. on I who the bad like guy a, is. Oh, this solidifies that, like, he absolutely is not the, the bad one in this situation. Mm -hmm. Or, like, okay. at this moment in time. Yeah, because that's not I how was I like, did Yeah, it. he's, like, asleep. He's not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he didn't open the door. He's having a nightmare. Like, there's literally no way in which anything could be blamed on him at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, interesting. Um, then there's the next morning, which is the first time that we see um, the surrounding area. This is the first mm -hmm. time Tess also sees the surrounding area of, like, the neighborhood and how horrible it is. Um, and this place looks creepy AF. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm surprised that she's there. I'm surprised that she didn't, like, Google Maps, like, the area beforehand. Yeah, I'm like, what is, like, I've, um, I've never been to Detroit. Is that normal? <laughs> um, it, it depends. Like, I, like, I've never been there either, but, I mean, I just kind of took it as, like, it's on the edge of the city. Like, um, I forget Michigan exists sometimes. <laughs> like, really? like, it doesn't seem like a real place. Okay. That's how um, I feel about most of the middle. <laughs> if it's not the coast or, like, a bordering, uh, like, from the coast and the oceans or bordering Mexico, I, I have no idea what is happening there. <laughs> like, I just know Michigan has lakes and then there's Canada. <laughs> yeah. Um, hold on. I've got, I've got a word for this. I'm going to have to flip back to my Candyman notes. Um, Nope, we're gonna we're gonna skip that thought. I can't I can't find the word, and my thought is based around that word. Um, so moving on. <laughs> and then, yeah, stuff happens. He goes like, "Oh, like I left the key in the lockbox. Um, I've already left. Like you know everything. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Had a great time meeting you. Which was honestly sweet. Seemed a little out of character. From because he just, just had that weird before. moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, odd, like, why were you, like, so, you know, he's not completely in the clear, like, yes, at any and... point in this time. So <laughs> that's, so that's like, why that's they kept weird... the moment. They're keeping us yeah. guessing. But I mean, even if they hadn't shown him, I still would have been like, is he, like, snooping around the house? Like, they could just mm. shut the door open. I don't know. Weird. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, she goes to the interview uh and then like as she's leaving and she's talking to the interviewer they're like oh where are you staying and she mentioned where she's staying and this honestly just kind of solidifies that this is like a really weird place to be like why are you in an airbnb in this place this is a bad neighborhood you should not be there mm -hmm. kind of a thing um and then she goes back to the airbnb she gets out of her car and as she's walking up to like the door this man just comes running towards her out of nowhere and he's like screaming like hey hey little girl 
get out that house like come out come out of there don't go in there um to which honestly yes that's terrifying you would be like why i'm surprised are you at me what yeah me, little girl why do you say come out here come out the house like what why yeah that's weird. so she calls the police which makes complete sense well um, hold on hold on going back a moment um i'm surprised that she like this guy is like like sprinting towards her Dude. and it's like almost right on top of her right and her first instinct is not to get back into the car that she has keys for that she can lock and that she can drive away her first instinct which is you know because it's a horror movie and they do have to act slightly out of like normal yeah. person character um her first <laughs> instinct is to go to this lockbox unlock the lockbox and use the key inside the lockbox to unlock the house unlock and then hopefully the lock the house and back then close the door yeah <laughs> yeah no literally i was like why did she just go back to the car yeah but again people panic mm -hmm, that's true I'll, I'll let her i'll let that one go yeah i'm not holding it against her but that was like that was i <laughs> like, think that, out of the whole movie <laughs> yeah out of the whole movie i think that's the um most unbelievable yeah. part of her character he's like wait why did you do that um so yeah that happens and we're kind of just like now we're kind of just like what in the fuck like what's happening like i i'm so confused um she calls the police the police are like couldn't be bothered <laughs> yeah they're like i'm sorry ma'am there's no available units and then she's like really you're not gonna send anyone she's like there's no available units as i said and i was like okay so this is Number one of the cops in this movie being absolutely horrible, per mm -hmm. usual. Mm -hmm. um, finally, they kind of calm down a little bit. She calms herself down. The guys come back. Uh, she goes to the restroom. I thought this was a fun way of just being like, because uh, again, you, they don't show people using the restroom a lot in movies, so unless it's mm -hmm. like normally for like a comedic effect or for like a realism effect. But I was like, I liked it that this was the reason for her to go into the basement. Like mm -hmm. there was no other reason for her to go into the basement except for the fact that she was using the restroom and then she was like, there's no more toilet paper. I need to go look for toilet paper. She looks all of upstairs and now she has to go into the basement, which mm -hmm. is a very reasonable, like again with the like they're almost overdoing it on reasonability mm -hmm. of like okay mm -hmm. everything she's done is completely plausible like what else was she to do in the situation um so she goes down into the basement and gets locked in which really sucks because she was so close to not having been locked in yeah um, i kind of liked what they did here with the inserts of her realizing like she left her phone and she still has oh yeah in the lockbox uh -huh. having like the inserts of like the phone on the table and she goes crap checks her pockets no phone and then insert key box or lock box open pockets again mm -hmm. i have the key so mm -hmm. now we all know keith can't get back into <laughs> the place and has no idea that she's locked in downstairs and she can't call anyone um so, you know, she starts exploring to see if maybe there's, like, a door or something that she can be like, oh, maybe there's, like, a back door that is, you know, openable. Like, maybe it's locked, but maybe mm -hmm. it's Like, who knows? Um, finds a rope and pulls it. Which, honestly, like, I would, too. Why, like, 
it's a rope. No, no, <laughs> I, Serena. I would have been like, this is maybe a light like, rope. No. Like, this is interesting. I don't know. I probably. That is a creepy ass rope. You don't touch it. That's how you die. A creepy ass rope. Yes. Okay. Like, I don't know. I honestly don't know what I would have done. But like, if I'm trying to get out of a place, like maybe I would have pulled the rope just to see if like. No. Like if there was anything like in there that I could like use to get out. Mm -mm. what i would have done like if i was stuck there my survival instinct would kick in and as soon as i saw that rope i'd probably like i'd highly consider just breaking the basement window well but like what if it's one of those things where like the like oh there's like like another cabinet or something like you know how people have those yeah i, I yeah uh if like i can't see tools. the seam if i can't see the seam to the door that it's trying to open I'm not pulling the rope. <laughs> okay, so she pulls the rope and the door opens and she's like, nope. Which I was like, exactly. And she goes and she sits very far away from it, mm -hmm. but in a place where she can keep an eye on it in case anything weird happens. Mm -hmm. um, I like that they really go above and beyond to show that she's like very intelligent and smart mm -hmm. because she's like, okay, there's no light in there. Like, is it really just, like, is it creepy? Like, at this point, it's either I go in there and find something, or I just wait until someone calls the cops and gets me out of here, which could be days. Mm -hmm. With, like, no food or water. Like, you're just stuck there at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, like, she's already tried the window, knows that she can't open it by herself. Yeah. She also doesn't have a flashlight. Um, mm hmm Especially because her phone is um, not with her. Mm -hmm. And so she notices that like she can bounce the light off the mirror into the, the hallway to get a look of like what's in there. And while she's doing that without having to like, go in there, and while she's doing that, just kind of like, what is in here? She sees a doorknob, and that's kind of like the, okay, like they do a focus a rack focus on the doorknob mm -hmm. and so we're like okay doorknob maybe there is a way out like maybe this is just one of those weird like basement things where it has like another opening in the back or something um and so you know she goes in there <laughs> she opens the door and then she's like literally what in the world like this is creepy af why is there a bed why is it disgusting and why is there a camera pointed at the bed immediately oh immediately like, you know wrong. it's a murder room as soon as i yeah. saw the murder room that is when i'd break the window that's when i'd break the window and just crawl out well that's also the moment that she was like i need to get out of here she's yeah. screaming like crazy um keith now has gotten to the door and so she sees him through the window and starts like pounding on it to get hit to get his like attention he helps her get out of there they open the window um he gets the key, he comes down, she comes out of the basement, like, absolutely, like, sobbing, scared because of mm -hmm. how disgusting that is. But the way she describes it, I'm not gonna lie, as I was in the basement and there's a room with a bed, a camera, and a bucket, and I would have been like, it's a basement. I need a little bit more than that. The fact that she was so scared, though... How no, just the way that she described well, the way that she described it and then 
the fact that she was that yeah, scared, like, like immediately, so like immediately my brain just conjures up murder room. Like to me, the was... fact that like Keith, Keith, and I guess you just didn't immediately picture murder room is a little baffling. Like, <laughs> well, no, like if she was scared and she was like, oh my God, I was in the basement. Like, I don't know. I've had a lot of like moments, I guess, with people being hysterical and being like, oh my God, there's like a thing down there and it's like a spider. And they're like, I was in the basement and there's like a, they just start saying like random things that are there. And I'm like, okay, like, is that relevant to the situation right now? <laughs> like, cause I'm immediately into like the fix it mode. Like, okay, we, what's wrong? How are we going to fix this? Question. Like, I probably would have acted very similar to Keith. If you have, if you have a fight or flight or what, what is your fight or flight instinct? Fight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mine. So technically it's fight, flight, freeze. Um, mine is flight. I will teleport out of whatever situation's going on. Like if someone comes at me screaming, crying, scared, I am screaming, crying, crying, scared, and teleporting out of there. Like I am gone. You cannot convince me to stay. I don't care what's happening. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm that person in haunted houses that the like actors have to watch out for because like if they if they do scare me, I will punch them like in the face. Like I will hit haunted houses because. I logically know what's happening. That's what I'm more likely to freeze. Um, it is well, especially because like I can also see that like I don't have a clear exit because people are you know in front and behind me, and I can't really mm -hmm. push them out of my way. Um, I could, but it wouldn't be nice. Um, <laughs> that's that's what I'll freeze. But I have no fight. I have no fight instinct. Yeah, no, my instincts fight. Like you remember, like in 2016, when there were those clowns that were just like randomly coming out. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I would have run one of them over. <laughs> like, if they had hopped out in front of my car, like, no, I'm not fucking stopping. Like, I would hit you with the car. Uh -huh. And I'm not stopping after I hit you either. I'm going to get home and be like, yo, I was over in this area and I hit a clown. Um, someone should go check that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going back. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I would, yeah. That's not my, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fight. <laughs> I will fight. Interesting. Um, yeah, so he is like, I'm sorry if it seems like I don't care. Like, I just want, like, I didn't see it. I, like, the description you're giving me from, like, a logical point of view is, like, anything you would see in a regular basement. So, like, I know you're scared. I'm sorry, but, like, just let me see the room so that I can, like, you know, gauge the situation like with you mm. here um she's like no fuck that i'm leaving and he's like please don't leave and then he's like literally just don't go for 30 seconds like i'm gonna go down there but just stay up here so that i don't get locked in which is mm -hmm. a reasonable request mm -hmm. again with the reasonability so she's like fine i'll do it he's at the top of the stairs and watches the door he goes in there and then he like just disappears and we're just like okay where in the frick did this guy go <laughs> and so eventually she's like okay literally keith like come out like this is not funny anymore <laughs> like you're gonna pop out and scare me um which honestly i thought they were gonna go for like a joke at this point i was like oh is this like gonna be like one of those jokey jump scare things where he goes mm. ha and then she's like oh my god and he goes i'm sorry i just had to that kind of i considered it yeah i considered they'd do that but because we hadn't had any jump scares 
and like up until this point i'm like nah this isn't when they're gonna do the first one yeah i was like i don't know like what mm -hmm. what's gonna happen and so she kind of gets up the courage to at least go back to like where she's been before so she goes to the room she's like literally what in the world and then as she's shining the flashlight which she now has this time she sees that there's like the shadow of the of the door like where it can be opened mm. and mm -hmm. so she's like did he go in here like what is this i didn't see this before she opens it and there's stairs and she's like literally what in the fuck <laughs> mm -hmm. that's the point that's the point when I started giving serious consideration to the fact that Keith might be the bad guy. No, yeah, I was like, oh, he's gonna fucking murder her. Yeah, because, like, where did this room come from? Why did he know that it was there? Was like, like, he's like, like, how did he get in there? Yeah. And then he starts screaming for help, and I was like, oh my god, he's luring her in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, stop, like, this is so annoying. Like, I'm so angry. And then... And then part of me was also like, but if he's not evil, like what is it like what is it mm -hmm. but i was very much convinced that he was evil at this point mm -hmm. and so she goes down the stairs we're all watching saying girl don't do it <laughs> <laughs> and it just gets progressively weirder there's like the iron gate that she has to walk by mm -hmm. and then there's cages and it's just like bro what is this and then you know is now the time where she's like screaming she's like this literally is not funny like come out here like first sign of trouble i'm booking it um and then i guess here's the first jump scare where you actually see him crawling like in the mm -hmm. dark mm -hmm. <laughs> and he comes out and she's like oh my god like what are you doing down here okay hold on real quick i just i just realized it like i had like a second thought of um did you freeze again Okay, um, so I had just a sec. <laughs> Hold on, move. Okay, okay. Um, so I had just a second's thought of. Um, I'm so sorry. Give me a second. Now it's my computer. All right, I think we're good now. Um, I had just a second's thought of, because uh, he, he's shortly going to say, um, you know, we have to go because someone else is here. I was just bit. And when as that soon as I heard so that, weird. yeah, as soon as I heard it, he was bit, I'm just like, even if you were bit on your leg, like, unless she bit through your Achilles tendon, why are you crawling? Like oh, that it was just like a when it's really dark and you like don't want to run into anything mm. <laughs> like to feel out nah. your surroundings you don't do mm. that <laughs> no well i mean i i definitely feel out my surroundings yeah and i got my arms out in front of me um but i wouldn't crawl like especially if i'm scared lower center of gravity oh yeah, i think like i don't even know yeah. if he was bit like or where because we only see the front half. <laughs> we only yeah. see his, like, arms and his face and, like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he says, she says, like, what are you doing down here? And he's, like, trying to get her to, like, not scream and yell. And mm -hmm. he's like, there's someone down here. And she's mm -hmm. like, you mean there's someone down here? And he's like, there's someone down here. And she's like, well, I'm going back. This isn't funny. And he goes, someone bit me. And there's, like, a beat of just, like, silence. And it's just, like... 
what the fuck? <laughs> you mean someone bit you? Uh-huh. And she's like, okay, well then let's fucking go. And yeah. he's like, we can't go back that way. That's where it was. That's where it bit me. Like, we can't go back that way. And he's like, I'm going this way. And she's like, I'm going yeah, that yeah. way. He's like, no, they're over there. Come this way. And then, um, you know, mutant lady just comes storming out and smashes his head in. Uh-huh. And I and think this would... Black. Yeah. 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 He So he, he dies because she um, just bashes his head in completely. Um, and, and I think really this... they linger on that shot, too. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, I think they want to, like... Because, like, like... he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they really want to sell that point, is the fact that he's dead. Um... I think this would be the great point. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think like if now About would mother. be. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah. It's the first time we see her. All right. So as I get into my TED talk, um, I am going to spoil a couple of things. Um, like as we continue to talk about the movie, I, I am slightly jumping ahead of myself. Mm. Um, but I think it's, still a good place to talk about mother because like as we get more into the film you can at least start thinking about it um as we're going over what happens with her um let me find my notes uh so when we're introduced to mother right mm-hmm. we we see her as um this essentially like this giant naked lady with these like huge breasts that are like basically down to her belly button right um it's like mutated yeah it's it's a caricature of a woman um and like that itself right i can understand if like that was it and they were just kind of going for like this shock value right away Mm -hmm. of like what am i seeing what's going on yeah because at this moment that's what that is Mm -hmm. which okay fine i get it um but from there, the fact that she stays naked really bothers me. Um, because to me, what it is, is they're essentially, like, shaming a woman's naked form. And the fact that she is now the monster of the movie, like, it's a monster movie because of her. So it's, like, to me, and keep in mind, like, this is all... It, none of it, well, I have been thinking about most of this. I do have a rebuttal to that, but yeah. I'll let you finish. So, about the monster part. Yeah, yeah. The monster. Mm-hmm. So, none of, none of these thoughts that I have right now are completely fully formed. So, I might mm-hmm. be like pulling stuff out as, as I talk about it more. And some things may become more concrete. I might dismiss them. But at this point, to me, it feels like a monster movie, especially because they're running from her. She's the villain. She's the one that's killing people. She's the one she has, they have to escape. They've made her like this grotesque character. And it's all in the form of a naked woman. And they keep her naked. And they do that partially because like the movie's a barbarian. And because she's naked, she's barbaric. Which then also makes me think like, oh, are all naked women barbaric? Are all... She's also giant. And like yeah. any of the clothes in this area would fit her. <laughs> She's like ten feet tall. I don't think she's ten feet tall. She is a literal giant. Uh, if you say so. I didn't think I don't remember her being that tall, at least. She's taller like a car. When the car hits her, 
it mm-hmm. hits her waist, like her hips. I thought it lifted her up off the ground a little bit. No, no, no. Pushes yeah, her yeah. back. Yeah. And that's a Jeep. Well, that's okay, even, <laughs> even, even if they had just given her a coat, like, and left the coat open, just some, like, semblance of clothing that at least covered part of her, I think would have been better. Because, like, even if it was, like, a trench coat. Cause I don't just, see why mm-hmm. they would have done that. I don't see why the they wouldn't. Of, like, she's just been stuck in this house by yeah. herself. Like, yeah. know, the dad's there, but I don't think they ever interact at this yeah. point. Like, she's just kind of abandoned there. Like, I don't think she would think... Like, she wouldn't have the, oh, I'm supposed to be wearing clothes thing. I disagree, because... And so, I just... Because yeah. of that video, that breastfeeding video, right? Mm-hmm. Where the mom, like, clearly has, like, a shirt on, and the shirt and her boob is, like, coming up out of the shirt. And because she is so... Um, she's so concerned, essentially, with, like, copying everything in the video... I don't see why she'd try to copy at least, yeah, at least wearing, like, even just a blanket around her shoulders. Where would she have gotten that? Anywhere. Like, she's not stuck to the house. She leaves the house. But, like, why would she? (laughs) Like, I don't see why she would want to grab one. Well, okay, so, so, just ignoring ignoring that, like, because it's a movie, because it's a horror movie, because she's already such a campy character... Yeah, you don't even have to. She's the monster at this point. Yeah, you don't even have to think about it. Like, she's got a blanket. So what? Like, that's not gonna like that's gonna be such an easy like suspension of disbelief of where she got the blanket. Like, she could have <laughs> easily got it from um, the father because he's yeah, covered like in blankets. Any of the people that have been killed in that house. Yeah, exactly. Over the years from the house itself. Like, maybe that's why there was only one set of sheets. <laughs> um. So, like, just the fact that they, like, continue to make, for me, what feel, and I might, and I might honestly be thinking about it too much. Um, I might end up changing your perspective towards okay. the end of this. But I do agree with you that at this point in the movie, we are supposed to believe that she is the monster. Mm-hmm. And the soul monster. Um, like, in my mind, just giving her some type of covering, I think, would not, would have been better. Like, she can still be a monster. That's fine. Um, I, I actually do think that her nakedness is connected to something, but we won't get to that okay. until the next few chapters. Um, and I think it's, well, I think it's, that's mainly just kind of, um, that's it. It's just the fact that they've got, like, this woman who's put in such a horrible situation, who even though she doesn't know how bad the situation is herself because that's all she knows Mm -hmm. they've turned her into like this grotesque monster who's naked and they've demeaned her into like this barbaric status despite Mm -hmm. the fact that she like is at least intelligent creature yeah intelligent enough to like start mimicking certain behaviors and like want to be a good kind gentle figure yeah find out later yeah but yeah the whole like shock value of the thing. Mm-hmm. I think if they had just given that with first Keith. initial shock of it, yeah, with Keith, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had so many issues of it. But the fact that they continue to use it to like be such like this monstrous plot point and to like kind of like dehumanize her, 
That's interesting because I definitely felt that they humanized her more as the film like carried on. They did. They humanized her more as it carried on, but the fact that they left her naked oh. bothered me because, okay. like, as they're trying to humanize her, they still left her naked as like this like shameful laughing point. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I mm -hmm. didn't. Yeah, in my head, I was like, logically, was just like, she would mm -hmm. be naked. Like, why would she want clothes if she, like, doesn't meet any other people with clothes? Like, I think, I like, think... the mom in the video has clothes, but, like, the yeah. baby doesn't. So I was just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> like, oh, I don't, I don't specifically remember if the baby had. I was had... Just like, why would the baby have clothes? Or, like, why would she have clothes if, like, she doesn't need them? Like, she's just. Oh, well, I think the fact that she's <laughs> trying to, like, yeah, just mimic the video so much she would at That's least have some type of covering like she would think of covering. yeah interesting okay um and and so that's that's mostly my ted talk about how <laughs> she as a monster like they basically dehumanized this poor girl into becoming a monster and then like shamed her for being this monster and then and think... because it wasn't enough to just find like, oh, oh, okay. And then this too. And the fact that they made the actor playing her male instead of finding like just a big woman to play her also kind of bothered me because it's like at that point, like why not just find a big woman like Gwendolyn Christie? Well, I kind of like that they didn't really have an actual woman playing the monster because I think that like, in my opinion, this, this film is like about like, playing on your like expectations as an audience member mm. of like you're like oh she's this like super gross woman it's like she's not a woman like mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's less of a caricature because it's played by a man like if it was played by a woman it'd be actually demeaning the woman playing the woman mm. you know i understand like, what head, you're I'm saying like, i disagree with it that, yeah like i would like it could be embarrassing for the girl to be portrayed as that that's fair. Well, I mean, they would they would hopefully not like be showing like the girl's actual body, especially because most of it is well, it, it is all prosthetics. Yeah, um, which is why in my like at least for like horror movies is mm -hmm. very often that they do show women completely naked and for like mm -hmm. no reason and just kind of like to dehumanize them. But I mm -hmm. think because it's not like they are very obviously like prosthetic CGI and that's not an actual. Mm -hmm. like, woman playing and you can tell like from watching it that like it's it doesn't fall into the like oh we're just exploiting a woman on screen because it's not a, like it's not a woman i mean <laughs> there's like the illusion of her being a woman um but like yeah yeah like, there so there aren't any actual woman playing the woman on screen being brutalized mm -hmm. like no there isn't any brutalization so the the only point that i can agree there with is the fact that they're not brutalizing a woman yeah like and that's the, it but so yeah because like for me it's just like this this woman character is now so dehumanized and so monstrous at this point she's not even worth it like as a person to be a woman because she's a monster she has yeah. to be played by a guy which I think that they... Yeah, I heard what I just said. It still bothers me. <laughs> um, so, okay. So that that's pretty much my TED Talk specifically about Mother. At this point, though, what I thought 
the movie was going to be um, was that they were going to use Keith and Tess kind of like in a gladi gladiator style setting where there are like them and like other people who'd booked the house in these tunnels oh kind of like God. fighting as barbarians and like, you know, trying to escape and whoever wins can escape or like the whole movie is about them fighting each other to become like the person who escapes type of thing. Like it'll be I an escape no movie. Was gonna happen. I legitimately was just like, so Keith wasn't evil. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I turned to my brother and I was like, wait, I really thought he was evil. Yeah. And that was like literally it. And then immediately after that, we just opened up into sunny California with AJ mm. singing in his convertible. And I was like, literally, what is going on right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what is this movie? Me and my brother literally looked at each other, mouths agape. Like, mm -hmm. what's happening? <laughs> I, yeah, I, if, if the movie I was had very instead. Curious. Mm hmm. If, like, What's gonna <laughs> if the movie had instead turned to like a saw style gladiator fighting type of movie to see who can escape i would have liked that better interesting i like um, this more because it has a little bit more of like a analogy and oh yeah like like morally point made to or, it yeah yeah thematically i guess yeah like there is there really is more of a point names yeah so I agree it it would it is better in that aspect. Yeah. Um entertainment wise I would have liked the fighting better. I can't believe his head was just bashed in like that. Like yeah. like I've seen it like so many times now and I'm still just like literally why? <laughs> like <laughs> not like why but just like damn. Poor uh-huh. You know? <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> and I feel the same way about later on Andre. Um mm -hmm. but yeah, so we open up uh, sunny California, really like fun song. AJ's singing. He's in the car. He answers the phone, um, and is like immediately, basically accused of rape, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is interesting in his reaction, um, because he's first he's confused. He's like, "What do you mean? Like, what is she saying? Like, is she?" Mm -hmm. like she's accusing me of being like sexually aggressive like i don't understand he goes like that bitch like why is she doing this like i brought her on i recommended her these are verbatim quotes by the way mm -hmm. um and he goes like no like this is being blown out of proportion like i don't understand like why would you cut me out this is my project and then he says like what is she saying and they say she's saying you raped her to which he doesn't respond he immediately just says like I'll talk to you guys later, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, he never really says yes or no, which at this point, like, yeah, he's just kind of, like, in disbelief. Mm -hmm. It then cuts to the screen of his wealth manager doing his finances. Um, when he's talking to the the wealth manager, he's like, yeah, so basically, like, we're going to sue for this and we're going to sue for this. It's, like, defamation. Like, this is 100% not true, which I think is, to note, changes as the story goes along, <laughs> which is very important for his character. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, this is 100% not true, by the way. The guy's like, all right, well, you need to sell either your house here because your mortgage is killing you um, and move. That's pretty much your only move right now. And also, I'm going to drop you because I don't like that you like working for a rapist. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, my God. You're oh, crazy. I figured it was because he was going to be poor soon. Oh, no. It's because he's a rapist. <laughs> um, because people have dropped him because of 
the allegations already. Yeah, no, I understand. Like yeah, I, I mean, I didn't think about it that way. I like my way better, though. <laughs> <laughs> and so he decides, no, I'm not going to sell my house in Hollywood. I'm going to liquidate these properties in Michigan. The next scene is him at the airport on a phone. Uh, he's talking to someone. He's like, well, I just want to talk to her. And they're like, no, like, you can't talk to her. All communication has to go through me now. Like, I am the person, I'm the in-between person now. You guys aren't to have any contact. And he's like, all right, well, like, I'm going to get in my rental car. And the guy's like, you're in a rental car? Like, why are you in a rental car? And he's like, I'm in Detroit. And he's like, literally, you're out of the state. And he's like, yeah, like, why would I, like, I have to, you know, take care of things. And he's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, this, like, he doesn't say it outright, but he's like, dude, you can't leave the state. This looks so bad right now. Like, now it looks like you're fleeing from, like, these allegations. Like, and he's like, well, am I going to be arrested? And they're like, well, I don't know. But if you were, this would be even worse of a look for you. And so at this point, like, it, they definitely make it clear that he's the only person that doesn't think he's done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Everyone else, like, is pretty, like, surefire, like, he has done the bad thing. Um... And so we're like, okay, this is where we're at. He is like, well, I'm not, like, on the lamb. I'm doing some liquidating. Like, I have to pay in order for, like, this even to, like, if you still want to work for me, like, I have to pay you. This is the only way you're going to get money is if I liquidate this property. Um, so he goes to a management agency and is like, yo, I need my keys. They give him the keys. He goes to the house. He, like, sees Tess's car and kind of just, like, dismisses it. He's like, okay, interesting. <laughs> Despite um, the fact there. that his house is the only one that's livable. Yeah, like, he's just so set on his thing that, like, he's like, whatever. I'm, like, and I would like to say that this is almost paralleling exactly what happens with him and this woman. is He's ignoring and missing every single sign that something's mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Literally every sign. He's the dumb blonde girl. He just girl. keeps convincing himself that, like, he's doing what he needs to do, like, in order for it to be the right thing, which is not what's happening. <laughs> um, and so mm -hmm. he, he goes inside. Um, he, like, uses the bathroom, and he's like, literally, like, is someone staying here? He sees that, like, the door to the basement's open. He's like, why is there... Why is it propped open? Like, he's confused, so he calls the, the management company, and he's like, is there someone staying here? And they're like, well, no, we haven't rented it out to anybody in, like, a couple weeks. And he's like, why would, like, why, this is a dumb system. <laughs> See, that's what I didn't understand. When they, like, when they've got two, when they've got yeah, a double like, booking, and they at least have Tess's voicemail saying, like, hey, you've double booked me. And neither of them ever checked out. Yeah, and it's been weeks, and I'm like, what? Did they like? It's been two weeks. Has it? Yeah. Had oh, I? I genuinely, I had no. You know? She says it on the phone. She says like, oh, we haven't had anybody rent this out in about two weeks. Like it's been two weeks since the last. Uh, that was how day. we were supposed to tell time. Yeah. That's I don't like that. That's stupid. Okay. <laughs> so I just, I didn't that. catch that. I didn't. Like, well, when yeah. did they check out? And she goes, well, they haven't checked out yet. We haven't rented it out to a new person, which is why it hasn't been cleaned yet. So, like, is it a mess? And he's like, no, it's not a mess. But, like, that's a dumb system, which I agree is a very stupid system mm. for management company. 
but also they like we already know they kind of suck because they already screwed up their initial mm-hmm. booking of the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so now we know like okay, it's been about like two weeks, maybe even just a week. Um, all their stuff is still there, whatever. And then it cuts to him in the bathroom, he's washing his face, and he's talking to this person, like, kind of in a way where you're just like, oh, is he having a fight with someone? Like, she's like, I can't hear you, it sounds like you're in a car. Mm. And he's like, I'm just washing my face. And and she's like, okay, well, like, can you turn it off so I can talk to you? And so mm-hmm. you're kind of like, okay, she's obviously upset about something. And then he calls her mom, and you're like, okay, why is he talking to his mom this way? Which is kind of just like... Everything Dick. that they did to make uh, to make Tess and Keith seem like plausible and like redeemable, mm-hmm. they're doing the opposite of to make AJ seem like just a dick. Yeah. So it was it was about this point. So like, kind of like your normal story. It's about this point that you are introduced, um, kind of like to the hero if they're not already introduced. Or at least yeah. one of the heroes. Yeah, like um, right now would be like the twist. Kind yeah. Of, because at this point, literally, I think about 30 minutes in, maybe a little bit more than 30 minutes, mm-hmm. is when Keith dies. Mm-hmm. So, like, we've already had, like, our, the initial, of like, a regular, if you would say, like, script building. Like, this is, the first act is done, now we, we have a turning point. Yeah, we're clearly first intact, too. Point, we should be experiencing, like the problem is being introduced kind yeah. of thing. Like, how are we going to fix it? Our heroes are now in the... Th- yeah. So I was... So I I had, like, very conflicting emotions with AJ because he's theoretically supposed to be... Like, stereotypically, he'd be one of our, our heroes. But he's such a dick that I don't I think, want him to be. I think that, like... And this is just just a me thing but i mm. think that like i'm not sure but every woman i've talked to and mm-hmm. like watched this movie with is like oh, i don't really like this guy mm-hmm. like immediately mm-hmm. like we just have an immediate distrust of all the men in the movie and it's valid but i don't think that like men watch that because i legitimately think that like some of the men watching this are AJ. Okay, yeah. So I... <laughs> I genuinely think and am, like, positive that AJ is a representation of what every man thinks that he is, you know? Uh-huh. Like, he gets accused uh-huh. of a bad thing, thinks he's in the right. No, I'm doing all the right things. Like, she's in the wrong. She's calling me these things. Like, I'm yeah, yeah. just, like, you know, figure out my life. She's ruined my life. He, like, calls her, like, fucking bitch. He says, like, she took, like, yeah. So... And the mom's like, well, don't say that. She's not yeah. nice. And then as soon as... He gets off the phone and switches the phone call to his buddy that he's uh-huh. going to meet at the bar. He immediately drops a slur as if it's nothing, which everyone yeah. now should be like, literally, this dude is the worst. So, 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 hold on. Before we get too far, jumping kind of back to the plot point, mm-hmm. or not the point, not plot point, but the point that you made about how, like, how females saw him versus how males saw him. Um, I am a little bit of a mix between the two. I saw him through slightly rose-colored glasses for two reasons. Just, I was kind of going off, you know, the stereotypical story um, 
story uh, pacing. Okay, um, AJ is probably the guy that's going to yeah, come in and say how he's probably going to be the hero, and we should be liking him, but we don't. But he's going to have like some type of character arc, so we'll like him mm-hmm. by the end. Um, so I was optimistic about him for that reason, but also the bigger reason that I was optimistic about him was um, uh, I had a huge crush on him because of uh, that one movie. No, because of, I think it was like Acceptance, (laughs) where he like creates the fake college. I think it's, I think it's called Acceptance. I recognize his face, but I Mm -hmm. was like, I don't know his filmography other than like, I was like, oh, it's the guy from Jeepers Creepers. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I had a huge crush on him. I used to have a huge crush on him. So I was like holding out hope that he would be a good character in the end, that he'd be a good guy in the end. Oh, <laughs> I was like, dang! I really hope he's not evil. Uh huh. I was like, wait, he actually wasn't evil. Dang! Now I feel bad for ever having suspected. Yeah, I. So I never doubted that he was a bad character, but it, because of the crush and because of you know the typical storyline, mm-hmm. uh, how a typical story would go, I I was holding out hope for him. At this point in the movie, after he's like ended the phone call like i would say that this was kind of like another beat that i would like stop the movie at um i'm feeling about him like how i felt like how they wanted all of the men in promising young women to be portrayed as like oh we're nice guys but they're not actually nice guys mm-hmm. and so i'm like i'm 100 picking up on the fact that i'm like okay he thinks he's a nice guy he's not a nice guy I am at the point still confused as to how he's relevant to the story. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that have to do with them? Like, is he going to find them? Like, what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Um, and then comes the bar, which I would like to, I think is a great scene and is super necessary because mm-hmm. I essentially would parallel this back to this is like for us right now this is the the bad thing he's done Mm -hmm. this is the thing that he needs to be like justified like he needs to justify this is where what he needs to be redeemed from um which comes back later on top of the water tower with tess like that's Mm -hmm. the moment where that would happen Mm -hmm. in like a typical script if he were the hero um Mm -hmm. And so he's at the bar, he's talking to his friend, cameo director and writer, <laughs> that's the friend. Um, he's like, yo, like, what actually happened? He says the basic guy thing of, like, you're my boy, like, I read what happened on the website, but, like, I gotta hear from you, real talk, man to man, like, what happened? And, again, verbatim, he says, we fucked, all right? We fucked. She just took some convincing. Mm-hmm. And so already every woman in the room is like, so yeah. he raped her. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, like, did she say no, no, stop? And he says, at first. And then he says, but I wasn't like, come here, bitch, I'm going to rape you. Which I think <laughs> is a great line because it symbolizes in his head that when he thinks of rapist, that's what he imagines is like yeah. an aggressive like situation, which is not the case. I mean, broad strokes, I think that's what a lot of people think rape is and i think that's why it's important to know Mm -hmm. that that's why like that is the common perception of like before me too and even after me too people like well i didn't do like i wasn't that guy i'm i thought 
I myself thought for a really long time that that's also kind of like what rape was. It wasn't until this one case, um, somewhat similar to his situation, but it was a, I think it was a basketball player, um, was accused of doing this with, um, a, a girl, um, at like a hotel where it's just like, you know, I convinced her, like she said, yeah, she didn't say no. Um, and then she ended up winning the case because I, I want to say like based off her body language, like mm-hmm. even though like she was verbally saying yes, essentially, um, because of her body language and, um, because of the fact that she like felt forced to say yes, yeah, it was considered rape. And then like that, just like listening to everyone talk about that case, kind of like flipped a switch in my mind. It was yeah. like, oh, rape is like such, is so much more, yeah, level. so much more complex than like yeah what i thought it was and so yeah he's like i wasn't like oh bitch i'm gonna rape you like so we already have that that's his perception of what a rapist what a horrible person is does um he goes in the beginning she was like no whatever but like when we started like then we started fooling around more and then she was down like she was so mm-hmm. down he goes like i'm a persistent dude you know i the tiger she came around so now we've solidified he has in fact raped her mm-hmm. and he doesn't think that he's bad. He thinks that he just did some convincing, but he is, he does have some doubts <laughs> mm-hmm. at this point. It's not, this is 100% like not plausible. Like mm-hmm. at this point, he's kind of like, he is kind of trying to explain himself a little bit. Like, okay, well the situation is a little bit more complicated than that. Like, even mm-hmm. though it's not. That's this is the point where I'm like, I don't care if he's going to be the hero or if he's supposed to be the hero or if he is redeemed. I just want him dead. Yeah, this was like, God, I hope he dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think that this interaction is perfect because it sets up the parallels that happen with his character going on to the movie and what I believe to be the overall like theme of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets back from the bar and decides to make a phone call he calls the girl he's not supposed to and leaves his voicemail he's like i just wanted to apologize if i did anything that night like i hope you aren't like offended i didn't want to offend you i hope you're not mad at me i'm not mad at you we just have different different versions of the same thing like i'm Mm -hmm. really sorry and so you're kind of like okay so he does now think that he he like may have done something wrong like he's he even he isn't clear Mm -hmm. on if he did a bad thing or not legally he just fucked himself too so like in my mind as i'm yeah, watching this I'm like, yeah fuck you like, yeah 100 in the bag mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. To it. <laughs> um so yeah uh he sees keith's toothbrush in the bathroom and decides he's gonna like go through their stuff in the morning mm-hmm. um which honestly i just this was a really funny scene to me when he like is going through the stuff and he like finds her laptop and like opens it and he's like all right test marshall because her name's on the thing and then he just like he literally just key smashes one time like a one password like he probably just typed in password and was like all Um, right is it gonna work and then it doesn't work which like i don't know why he thought it would but that was like, hilarious because I'm just like, like out of like the Dude, millions of things. Yeah, so hard. <laughs> We're like, mm-hmm. what? I just I, the audacity that he thought <laughs> he really thought it was gonna work. Yeah, 
just the audacity oh that he God. could potentially try to open up some random person's laptop yeah. by guessing Dude, the password. We dying. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. Like, we literally had to pause. I was like, go back. <laughs> he did not just, oh my god. Like, he really just key smashed and only tried it once. Like, he didn't try, mm -hmm. like, all the rows or, like, he really just tried one time and then gave up. Um, which, yeah, was freaking hilarious. Um, <laughs> I forget what he does after this point, but he basically ends up back into the basement, um, going through the door. Oh, I think he thinks there's someone inside because the door opens. That's what it is. Mm. The door is open now to the downstairs, which last time he saw it, it was closed, which was the night before. Um, so now that door's open. He sees it and he's like, is there someone in here? Which would be plausible considering that there's people's stuff there. So he immediately goes and he's like, I have a gun. I'm going to come downstairs, oh, yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to just light up on whoever I see <laughs> in about 30 seconds, so you better come out, like, whatever. You know, he, like, goes to the kitchen, he grabs a knife and a flashlight, and, like, here we now, he's, like, already being, like, overly aggressive, like, putting on this kind of, like, I'm the man, like, he's talking to mm -hmm. himself, trying to hype himself up, he's just like, I'm the man, I'll fuck you up, I'll fuck you right up, bitch. <laughs> and he goes, bitch, get ready to get fucked. I'm saying these words specifically because... These are the words that in his head are words that a rapist would say to a woman. Right now, these are words that he's saying because he's trying to defend himself. Mm -hmm. Quote, unquote. Um, so he goes down there. He sees the weird passage room. He doesn't even hesitate to go in there. He just does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Complete contrast to Tess. He immediately goes in there. He's like, literally, what is this room? But immediately dismisses that it's creepy because it's a room. And then smash cut to him Google searching if he can add an extra room in the basement as square footage on this Which is for money. fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then the fact that he continues to like... To, he's reading to, it and it's like no and then he's like he's continually looking for loopholes mm -hmm. as he's reading it to make it be like okay no so i can do this which again yeah is very much part of his personality because this is exactly what he did with megan and why he's being accused of rape because mm -hmm. he did rape her and he i is think lying about an extra bedroom yeah i think this is what solidified the fact that i think in my horror movies I prefer campy characters and campy situations um, because like you can't, you can't put a reasonable person through a campy situation because it's not going to work. Like they're going to logic their way out of it and nothing yeah. will make sense. You can't suspend your disbelief enough. Unless you have assholes like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 100% agree. Um, so yeah, I was like, this is just yet another example of how this is a man that is like, no, like I'm not I'm not technically doing anything wrong. Like we can justify it. It's mm -hmm. totally like like anyone would do this. It's just like I, I need money, blah blah blah. Like he's just banging in his head out loud to himself. Um and just another example of how he's blowing by all of the signs that like he should stop and something's wrong. Mm -hmm. So he goes down to the room to measure it with his tape measurer. <laughs> So that he can figure out how much he can add to his square footage. Finds the other door, gets excited, and is like, jackpot. 
<laughs> and again, continues to blow past every single sign to stop. At this point, I'm like, I hope he gets, like, eaten. Because mm -hmm. like, this dude's an idiot. Like, mm -hmm. he, he's literally, like, he, yeah, he deserves everything he should be getting if he, like, dies. Um, he gets to that pink room, which is the first time we've seen this pink room with the nursing video, which is just, like, contextually, you're just kind of like, what is mm -hmm. <laughs> this year? You're kind of just like, okay, so there's, like, a baby? Oh, I, so the fact that, yeah, I mean, I... I immediately made the connection on what and it was. I was like, and yeah. you have woman. And I was like, okay, so is she like, I was just like, interesting. Like, is this like mm -hmm. part of her thing of like collecting people? Like she's collecting children. And I was like, interesting. Okay. I mean, between the, like, as soon as, like, when I saw the murder room, right? I'm just like, oh, it's a creepy ass murder room. But then as soon as we got to the nursery, my brain made the jump to exactly what the two were supposed to be. Yeah, gross. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's like, what the fuck? And then his um tape measure gets pulled away from him, which freaks him the F out. He immediately drops the knife and his flashlight like multiple times as he's like running around. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, not again. And honestly, I love the shot because it was so funny of just the P his POV of his hands because his arms look so long and that like fish eye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think me and my brother literally laughed out loud. We we're like, yeah. <laughs> he looks so stupid. Like I'm uh -huh. sorry, I wasn't expecting that. It was funny. Um but I think that also plays to the fact that like, yeah, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Just visually, even in his POV, like nothing looks like how it should. Um and so then he falls into a hole and he's like, oh my god, like, I just fell, what's happening? And then we find out Tess is alive. And then it's another smash cut. Mm -hmm. And I, I like how they keep breaking it up. Um, because it's it gives you, like, a nice buildup, a nice moment of climax, and then it switches it. So it gives yeah. you breathing time to, like, take in and digest what just happened, yeah. I was like, okay, um, seriously? So she's alive. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So now we're like, okay, so she's just been down there for like two weeks. How mm -hmm. is she still alive? Well, for me, I didn't question how she was alive because I didn't realize how much time had passed. <laughs> I just, I didn't make that connection. I didn't pick it up. Yeah. It was a little too smart for me. I was like, ew, gross. Okay, like, why is she, how is she alive still? Because like, food and water-wise, she should be dead at this point. If she had absolutely nothing to eat and drink. I would agree with you up until we saw Father. Yeah. And so learned the fact like, that she does leave the house. Yeah. So then at this smash cut, after this scene, is when I kind of started thinking otherwise about monster and like what was happening with the people that were disappearing in the house mm -hmm. so it basically smash cuts to this wide shot of the same house in broad daylight green grass like super white picket fence like whatever hold you don't on, really hold know hold. what time it is but he's got like an older car yeah he gets into the car turns on the radio and it says something about the reagan administration yeah. so now we know what time it is or like uh -huh. when in time this is 
Uh-huh. Um, well, for me, I kind of knew that it was a jump to the past just because of the costuming and the set um, Yeah, they did a really design. good job with that. The, well, you know what's the funniest part about that new opening shot is that shot has the most CGI out of the yeah. whole movie. It's so Oh, it's like so vibrant it hurts. It's well the grass is it's the so most vibrant. CGI in the movie because it it's so green and vibrant and stuff. Everything else, there's so little CGI in the movie. Mm -hmm. Most everything else is um practical effects. Yeah, and it's fairly dark and like mm -hmm. the colors are not popping. So it's like a mm -hmm. complete contrast to what we have seen in this movie so far mm -hmm. so like you know it's a cut to something like you're like this is not present day mm -hmm. like everyone is like aware of that and then with like the costuming and some of that like the set design with the houses the set yeah design, yeah like this is not because the outside of the house stays like, the same a little bit kind yeah. of like a past thing and then the regular administration on the radio really just mm -hmm. solidifies that it is in fact the past Mm -hmm. um, this guy basically goes to the store and gets a bunch of murder supplies under the guise of, like, a home birth. Um, at this point, you're not quite sure that they're murder supplies, but you're also kind of just, like... Well, he only... The only murder supply is the, the plastic sheet. Everything else is, like, diapers, wet wipes, yeah, baby yeah. formula. And, like, all of this stuff is stuff that, like, yeah, under the guise of a home birth, like, makes mm -hmm. sense that he would be getting. Um, so up until the point that he starts following the girl with his car and the music gets a little creepy, are we like, oh, this isn't a good deal? Mm -hmm. Which I think is interesting because, like, I think it's funny that, like, the music had to play in order for everyone to, like, know for a fact that he's bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, him following her home was kind of like, hmm, what's happening here? Not for me, but, like, in general. <laughs> that was when they were like, all right, now cue the music. He's evil. <laughs> like, at the house. <laughs> When you realize he's followed him home. Uh -huh. home. Um, he gets out of his car, throws on some coveralls of a guy named Roberto, which I think is funny that nobody questions. Yeah. I was just like, Roberto? Like, you obviously stole that. <laughs> uh, but that, whatever, I guess, didn't tick anybody off to the fact that he's horrible. Um, it's, well, I think at that point... Just the fact that he followed her home, he was like staring and stalking at her, yeah, and then the creepy music. Like, oh, by the time, yeah, by the time we got to the coveralls, I'm just like, oh, it's fake. Like, I, I didn't yeah, question like, it because murder. like we already had the context <laughs> for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so he goes in, pretends to be part of either the phone or electric company. I'm not sure. He goes inside um, her bathroom, unlocks a window, which. Funnily enough, I had to explain to some people as to why he did that. Mm -hmm. So he unlocks the window so that he can get back in later. Um, mm -hmm. And then he leaves. Uh, as he gets back to his place, the neighbor is like, hey, before you like see the sign in our yard, I just want to let you know we're selling the house and moving. The neighbor literally says, this neighborhood's going to hell. Which I just think is a funny callback to the fact that it is literally hell because of how disgusting mm -hmm. everything he's done. Um, and then he enters the basement with the supplies he just bought and they're screaming mm -hmm. from the basement, which mm -hmm. is another fun depiction of hell, which I just like that imagery with the cut straight from neighborhoods going to hell. 
it's so going back to that word that I couldn't find in the thought that's connected to the word. I still can't find the word. Um, the closest thing I can get to is uh, just the gentrification. Mm, um, yeah. The way that I took it was um, kind of like based off of off of that. Like when we learn that it's in the 70s and the guy comes out and he's like, oh, you know, the neighborhood's going to hell. I thought that was just him being racist and the fact that like. No, so did I. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, this guy's probably like killing people and like he's only going to get away with it because he's just going to blame it on like people of color moving into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> And then I was okay. like, oh, and then because so many people died in this house, like, it's haunted or something. Yeah. Like, I was like, I have no idea what to believe in this movie. Like, I totally agree I with you like, up until the haunting. totally yeah. exist. Like, <laughs> I was like, somehow someone has trapped something down there that is like a manifestation of all of the mm. evil and wrong that he's done. And mm-hmm. that's just coming out and killing people now. Mm-hmm. It's like a torment. Like, I legit was like, tormented soul. Got it. Needs to be put to rest. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I never, Just for weird. me, I don't know why that was my immediate thought, but that's, I mean, I could, I could see how you came to the con- that conclusion. I didn't, this was never anything like supernatural esque for me. Um, I always, it, it was always like a very more realistic yeah, I had no idea. I was just like, I, mm-hmm. like, I still can't tell what this movie, like, what, like, what is reality versus isn't reality because we've seen spooky things happen we've seen like a monster but other than that like nothing else has led me to believe that there isn't an explanation logically or supernaturally so oh know, she's probably just like all like i don't know she could honestly be. honestly as soon as he said he was doing a home birth and then we heard that scream in the basement i knew exactly what was going on um and that's because have you ever seen? So it's gonna be one of my recommendations. So I'll I'll give this one slightly early. Okay. Um, but did you ever watch The Room? Okay, I did not, but only because I just like emotionally don't think I have the capacity. Oh yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it, it it it's basically what happened in this movie. Yeah, like I know what happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, but yeah, I as soon yeah as soon as I got those context. Cl- context clues for me that's when i figured it out honestly at this point too like i didn't i still thought he was lying about babies oh really <laughs> like i was like oh he's just murdering these people and pretending that he's having babies and like maybe he, like i just thought he was like raping and killing these women like i didn't think that there were births actually happening the well the fact that this in real life has happened so often it wasn't a jump for me. Like I can, like, I, like there, I know for certain it's happened at least five times in real life. That's fucked up. Yeah. So for me, like, as soon as I got those context clues, I knew what was going on. Yes. And I were like, absolutely. This guy's evil. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we're like, okay, so it has a history of some evil. And so I was like, that's probably going to be what comes back. Like, it's like a weird haunting thing. Like, I don't know. In my head, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this probably is going to be like something from something bad that he's done is why, like, people are dying and it has to do with him. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, so after that happens, um, we get, we jump back to present day. Tess is like, like, be quiet, like, don't freak her out, don't get upset, trying to calm him down. She also has no idea that he's, like, a questionable dude. Mm -hmm. um, and then Mother comes back with a bottle, and he's like, what in the frick? Like, I don't want this. Um, and she's like, dude, just freaking drink it. Like, which I also saw as a parallel to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, well, like he makes that connection. To do it for, like, survival. Yeah. Like, he's submitting to just, she just wants you to be her baby. Just be the baby. Just uh -huh. with it, and you'll be fine. Which is another thing that women have to do a lot in their lives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was like, okay, so it's the just juxtaposition mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. A good parallel. And then it gets to, I liked the parallel definitely solidified when they're in the pink room. Um, and oh, she's literally mm. trying to put herself in his mouth, like inside mm -hmm. of him. Mm -hmm. And the TV says verbatim, we can share this tender and intimate moment. <laughs> so it's like her believing that this is like a tender and we're sharing this and we're doing this together to him being like and he just needs some convincing it. he's saying no yeah. but he just needs some convincing exactly <laughs> <laughs> so i was like brilliant um amazing so then while he's down there tess now grabs his flashlight that he dropped down there and in an amazing show of athleticism jumps out of the hole <laughs> she like climbs up like by the roots that are just hanging out of the ground yeah yeah which is impressive uh so she gets out um as she gets out there the door's locked she can't go back out the door she is like trying to break open the window she i think she breaks it with his knife that he dropped earlier she like I think so. The knife mm -hmm. and breaks the mm -hmm. window. Um, and as she's climbing out there, obviously mother has realized that she's made a run for it. She's chasing her up there. She's like real close to getting her. And then the man from earlier that was yelling at her to get out of the house pulls her out the window. Mm -hmm. And so now we're like, oh, so this guy's not bad. Like he's there to help. And she's like, okay, like. You got so that's got yeah, that's Andre. Mm -hmm. That's Andre. Okay. And so he's like, "Leave him, save yourself. You got out. That doesn't happen." And then he drops some information that's necessary to know, which is she comes out at night and she'll come looking for you. Mm -hmm. I do have some qualms with Andre's character because I'm just like, why does he know all of this? Mm -hmm. And, like, why is he still alive if he knows all of this? Like, I don't know why he's still alive. But it... the the only thing that bothered me about his character wasn't the fact that he knew everything. Because you kind of have to have, like, yeah, was that like, character. If he is alive, he would, he would have the knowledge of everything. I was mm -hmm. just kind of like, if he doesn't leave this place, like, why? My issue, my only issue is the fact, like you said, that he was alive. That yeah, he like stayed he there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. He's like, she's never stepped foot. And then, yeah. Um, so, because Mother has now chased Tess out of the house, um, Andre was able to, or AJ, sorry. AJ was able to escape, and he's kind of just wandering around in the dark. 
<laughs> like an idiot. He ends up finding another room. And then we see that Tess has made it to a gas station. And she goes, do you have a phone? Um, AJ goes into the room and he's like, literally, what is happening? This is disgusting. He finds a dress, which happens to be the same dress as the woman that the man had followed from the past. And then we see that... Um, once again, like, she's got clothes. <laughs> like, I don't care if they don't fit her. Just give her some type of covering. <laughs> it wouldn't fit her. Um, she, she can rip it. Just give her some type of covering. Okay. Some type of modesty. <laughs> Make her at least slightly human. Um, don't dehumanize a woman only to turn her into a monster. Well, I think that's the point, is that even though she's naked, is that she's not the monster. Like, she is in the fact mm -hmm. that we would think of a stereotypical mm -hmm. monster, but then as we see... But see, that's the thing. Like, things... if you're trying to convince me she's not a monster, don't make her monstrous. Well, they're playing on your, like, expectations. No, 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 no. And they the have. They is. have. Up until... So up until this point, like, when she tries to force feed... um for like to force nurse him right like that's for me that's when it started clicking like oh she's not supposed to be she's this monster yeah, yeah she's a victim and so like at that point if you had given her some type of covering if you gave her just like that bare minimum of like what society considers like being part like just slight humanity like they could have used clothing as such a good prop to start I humanizing guess. her and they didn't, and they just made her nakedness, just, like, like a shameful that, like, aspect. I think just in general, I'm against the fact that, like, a naked person is to be ashamed, you know? It's, okay, like, so, I, I mean, like, it's, I don't like the idea of clothing being the thing that would humanize her. Because, I, like, no, you're yeah. right, in the general, like, sphere of, like, mm -hmm. visuals, like, it would. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it shouldn't have to be. <laughs> no, okay, okay, so, and like, I, I, I like will give you that, like... I'll give you that. I definitely agree with you mm -hmm. there. Um, but yeah, with like the visual language of mm -hmm. things, that would be something that would have humanized her. Mm -hmm. I just, I think they miss an opportunity. And then because of how they missed it and how purposeful it felt that they missed it, that's where I have the issue where they just, instead of redeeming her, that way too they just continued to use it to dehuman dehumanize her and make her this like caricature to laugh at okay and that's where i disagree is that overall i feel like they do humanize her and they're like mm. yeah she's still like killed people did horrible things she's a victim needs to be put out of her misery mm -hmm. kind of thing mm -hmm. like at that point i think i like, I didn't see her nakedness as anything other than just of circumstance. Like, I was just like, okay. And was like, these men are way worse. Like, in comparison oh, yeah. to yeah, yeah. grotesque naked women. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was maybe part of, like, what they were trying to do. So I'm mm -hmm. not sure. But, yeah. So, he sees that dress... Um, and then I think that's when we see the old man. We don't see his reaction to the old man yet because mm -hmm. it intercuts with uh, Tess talking to the police. She approaches. She's like, oh, thank God you're here. They immediately are like, step away from the vehicle. She's like, immediately like, 
oh, is it because of how I look? Like, okay, like I'm like <laughs> they're mm-hmm. all they're like immediately like crackhead crazy person, mm-hmm. like whatever. And she's like, I've been held hostage. I escaped. There's a man. And, like she's completely coherent. She does everything again that would be like. Like, if it was, like, any other, like, person, like, demographic, like, if it was a man, they probably would have been like, oh, yeah, let's go check this out. And so she has to basically, like, drag them over to the place. Um, AJ realizes this is an old man. She could, And I think it's interesting, too, like, all of his verbiage is he goes, oh, my gosh, like, you're down here. Like, it's okay. Like, he says, we're going to get out of here. And then he stops himself and goes, I'm going to get out and I'll get help for you. Which mm-hmm. I was just like, of course he wouldn't help this man actually get out of there. He's <laughs> he's only gonna save himself, and then let someone else do the heavy lifting. Um, so yeah, now the police are at the place, and they're saying like the only like felony we see here is you having broken that window. And she's like, are you literally not listening to me? And then they get a call about um, a different shooting that's happened they start to walk away she's like are you serious you guys are gonna like just leave and they're like Mm -hmm. you're already lucky that we're not arresting you and so so yeah that's but (laughs) jumping back to being camp in horror this was this part was too campy too exaggerate exaggerated the fact that like the police in this specific moment and a little bit earlier too on the call were just so unbelievably unhelpful oh i immediately was like they wouldn't help her well i mean they like the police and i think maybe because like it's detroit and like this is about like she's a black woman that looks kind of crazy right now because she's been held hostage for two weeks i was like they're immediately just gonna dismiss her as a crackhead i okay we see this all the time okay you're winning me over with that argument a little bit, but <laughs> the, still the fact that, like, it's, like, the one obviously out of place, nice house, and the fact that, like, I think legally they at least have to, like, investigate her claim. Um, and then, well, like, they technically did. Yeah, I know, I know, there. I know. But, like, like... They looked around. Yeah. And I know, like, once again, it's movie suspension of disbelief. They, sh- they I think... At least lately, they're supposed to be a little bit more than that. Um, oh, yeah, they should. And then the fact that there was, like, the broken window, and, like, that should at least give them, like, well, some justification. I know, I know, I know. But it still should have given them, like, some type of justification. Um, well, they think she's just tripping. I know, I get that. I get that. Like, I understand everything that happened. I don't... Like, in my I, head, I, I felt It felt too campy. I've, like, seen, like, how cops treat like homeless people or people mm-hmm. hanging out in bad neighborhoods i was like no this is exactly what happens like without a doubt like every single okay time so maybe happens. yeah so They're maybe like, not you're crazy you're tripping you're high you're whatever uh-huh. you shouldn't be here go bother someone else i have to go do real stuff yeah so all i understand all of it maybe it's not the fact that it's i guess campy because like I, but it, it's forced so forced for me that they wouldn't do at least the bare minimum of something just slightly more than what they did bothered me a little bit, but because of like how everything's going so far, I understand Mm -hmm. and like probably wouldn't change anything that happened. 
but also I feel like it would have been just also really easy for them to at least like find some way into the house and then just immediately kill them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then that would prove that she was right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Um, yeah. No, I was like, they could have died and it would have been fine. But I think that it was kind of to play on the, the fact that like, we're talking Cops about. Suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cops. No, I mean I get it. Are like they I treat these situations of like people and how based on appearances kind of mm. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. I don't like it. Long story short. Yeah. <laughs> so AJ then he like moves the thing over to the guy because he's like, I don't know what you're asking for. Like, you do it. which I, for starters was just kind of like, why would you? Like, wow, that's fucking rude. <laughs> like, this man's been stuck here, and you're just like, mm. Mm, you do it. And I'm like, obviously, he has an issue. So that kind of just solidified, like, he's still AJ. Um, and then he goes mm-hmm. and finds the homemade videos, which I was like, looking at those, why on earth would you think that it was anything than what it ended up being? Like, why was he surprised? Because I was like, it literally is, like, just a videotape with tape label that just says, like, gas station red. Like, did you mm-hmm. think that was going to be anything different? <laughs> but anyway, he puts it in to the videotape and watches it. Tess breaks in. AJ is like, oh my god, you're sick. Like, you're disgusting. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this is what he thinks of, like a rapist. He's not the rapist. This other guy's a rapist. Mm-hmm. But in this moment in time, both of them are are rapists. They're both looking at each other and he's thinking that this other guy that he's better than this other guy when re- in reality he's not. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm a little confused about what happens next, but continue. Okay. Um so at this point one of the themes for me of the movie came like full circle and like that went and it, it laid itself out um and the theme for me is toxic masculinity yeah because you start with keith um Skarsgård, and he's he tries so hard not to be a toxic man yeah. that he like almost reverse engineers himself <laughs> into being a toxic <laughs> man so you have that extreme and then you have aj in the middle where you kind of sadly almost get like the modern day man the nice yeah. guy where You're like we you know, all know this guy <laughs> yeah he it's, it's the one guy that everybody knows who's like oh i'm a nice guy but like he's, he's the toxic not guy, but yeah think he is and yeah every day that he's not yeah so you've got like this middleman of toxic masculinity you can't be told otherwise <laughs> exactly and then and then you've got the other extreme of toxic masculinity with um the the father frank uh, i guess mm-hmm. it's a character named frank um, where you just have like someone so deplorable, you can't in any way not make him out to be the monster that he is. Yeah. That he like he's the true monster of the movie. Yeah, which I think is a great thing to parallel with the fact that it, like the movie is called Barbarian, mm-hmm. and uh, you essentially got three monsters in the story, two of which, like as the story goes, you so you see the woman. Uh, first and you think oh monster and then you see mm-hmm. AJ and you're like oh he's monster and then you, mm-hmm. and you're like he's definitely worse than she is because she's mm-hmm. a victim of circumstance mm-hmm. he has no excuse 
and then you get to the ultimate like highest tier of barbarian which is frank best mm-hmm. being disgusting and deplorable and then i like that they take it a step further to make you think that like maybe uh aj is like redeemable but then they solidify that he is like the toxic masculinity mm-hmm. is the monster of the story not um mother mm-hmm. when he does what he does later which mm-hmm. we'll get to <laughs> i was confused though as to why the old man just like killed himself because he just like pulls out a gun and shoots himself yeah i was like why didn't you do that earlier like why why now is it because he got found no like, well he not been found before like why so i think that is half of it i think the other half is the fact that he couldn't reach the gun like Wait, hold on. Remind <laughs> me, did AJ have to give him the gun, or did he AJ grab the gun? AJ moved the, the, like, thing, the drawer mm-hmm. that the gun was in, like, mm-hmm. closer to the okay, okay, okay. table. Yeah, so, um... Like, this man really didn't try that hard to oh, die, yeah. you know? Yeah, so I think, I sorry, picking back up on my thought, I think half of it is the fact that he's about to be found out, and then the other half is the fact that he just couldn't reach the gun, and it's not like um, mother was going to give him the gun either. Yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of like, what? Mm. <laughs> but I don't. I'm not sure if they were just like, we just need to get him out of the story at this point. Because yeah. like, we need something to happen for them now to have access to a gun and for him to feel like he needs to. He can escape now. I think. I think they I'm kept like, him alive. Just <laughs> yeah, I think they kept him alive to show, you know, who the true monster of the movie is to help humanize Mother and then also to introduce the gun. Yeah. Weird. But, mm. yeah. And probably to also kind of solidify that, like, AJ is mm. not a good person. Yeah, yeah. Even that though too. he believes himself to be. Um. So yeah, he kills himself. Uh, Tess oh, is and, now walking down the stairs, mm-hmm. and probably to an extent too. This this might be reading it into it a little bit um, too much, but I think just to keep something else to keep mother in the house, like as long as she has something to take care of, she's not going to be like wandering around the city at night. Like I said, I'm, I might be reading into it a little too much. I just don't remember where mm. she is right now. Because she went to go find Tess. Mm-hmm. Tess is now breaking back into the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her noise breaking back into the house alerts Mother that she's there. So Mother comes after her again. Mm-hmm. Because mother was looking for AJ. Okay, yes. <laughs> I was like, what was happening? <laughs> like, what was she doing this time? Um, so Tess goes in, she grabs her keys, <laughs> which I think is funny. She, like, breaks in to grab her keys and then gets into the car. So I was like, yay, she's not going to try and save him. She's just going to leave. But then mother comes out, and so she, like, runs mother over. Meanwhile, AJ now has a gun, flashlight, and is just wandering around in the dark again. After she basically what we all think is kills mother by running her in. She's not moving anymore. Dead eyes. Like we're all pretty convinced that she's dead. 
she goes in there to find uh, AJ. And honestly, I, I low-key thought the movie was going to end at, like, this point when she, like, goes in. And I was like, I hope it doesn't because that would piss me the F off. Um, <laughs> I honestly thought she did die. Yeah, I was um, like, are you serious? Yeah, I <laughs> knew. when she goes down there mm-hmm. and he doesn't, like, he, you see his flashlight and that she doesn't have a flashlight and that she's standing there. And as soon as she makes a sound and gets shot by AJ, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. This I, better not be. Yeah. I was about to be pissed. I, I knew it wasn't going to end um, because I just, like, it didn't feel like mother had died when she was run over. Um, yeah, you can't be sure. There was yeah, like the tap. pacing of the story didn't convince me that she was dead. So I knew she would be coming back. And then yeah. also because of the pacing of the story and because at this point, I still kind of felt like AJ was supposed to be some type of hero. Um, I, uh, Well, yeah, I, because they kind of give you a little bit of like, like, uh, not visually, but like in comparison, he mm-hmm. seems less bad because he's not like outwardly mm-hmm. trying to be a bad person, like kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just figured so he yeah, was the I was last. That she got shot. Last one standing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, really? She got shot? Like, seriously? I was like, this idiot mm-hmm. literally shot the one person that's trying to help him. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. I was like, she, she does not deserve that. So I was like, if she dies, I'm going to be upset. Um, but she doesn't. Uh, she is just sought in the side, and they end up getting out of the house. Um, and as they're leaving the house, she's like, oh, my God, she's gone. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's gone. I had run her into the thing. She's not there anymore. What do you mean she's not there? What are we going to do? Um, she's like, I think I have a place that we can go which is Andre at the water tower. At this point, quite literally, there's 15 minutes left in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to note. Um, so Knowing what happens, that doesn't seem like enough time to do everything right? that they did. Yeah, Right? It's crazy. Uh, but I don't know why I looked at the time either. I was just like, oh, this is the last, like, basically, like, mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, but yeah, so... They go, they find Andre. Andre's like, oh, like, he kind of basically explains, like, that mother is a mutated person based on... He basically called her a clone, yeah, because, like, an incest clone. Yeah. I... That makes you just feel really sad. Yeah. I... The only issue I have with with the fact that he called her, like, an incest clone, I guess... Is because, the yeah, timeline of, movie. yeah, is, like, the timeline of, like, like, because that guy, Frank, has to be, like, 80, maybe? Yeah. I can't do math. Like, 50, 60, 60 to 80, right? Yeah. So, how, like, is he, <laughs> and, like, I understand, like, he's, he's, like, raping women, and then they give, give birth, and then is he, like, raping, like, those daughters as soon as they hit puberty and then like they instantly become pregnant but even then like it like for me i wouldn't put it past him oh yeah no for sure i wouldn't put it past him either but it's just like it's the the timeline of like how fast these like 
children are maturing and giving birth and then for those children to mature and give birth again yeah and then we're like i guess we also don't know how old mother is like she could be at least 20 or 30 20 to 30 or like late teens even okay sure so like maybe she's actually fairly young i don't know which suddenly makes it more sad (laughs) i know yeah that was one of the things i was like huh mm-hmm. i was like that much time hasn't passed has it yeah but at this point i was kind of like whatever yeah yeah <laughs> like it's fine you've explained it a little bit i guess mm-hmm. and, like she it was just here. sufficient enough of an explanation for me to not care about yeah <laughs> exactly questions. yeah i was like eh, i don't think i have the emotional capacity to really question this mm-hmm. i was like okay sure like yes it can happen Mm-hmm. That's enough. I'm just gonna assume that it was the mm-hmm. the like exception, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, oh, he blames mother for the gunshot wound, and then AJ's like, "Actually, I did that." Mm-hmm. This is the moment where you think, "Oh, maybe he's seen the light," and like can figure out how to fix it um he does he kind of does but yeah he gives a speech which i also wrote down verbatim was i don't know if i'm a bad person or a good person that's done a bad thing i can't change it or i can't change what i've done but i can try to fix it and then he says like i'm gonna fix it mm-hmm. um which now at this point you're like Yes, fix it, because this can be seen as him talking about Tess or about what he did with Megan. Oh, I fully expected it to be about Megan. Like, he was so hysterical. Like, it felt like shock was sitting in, setting in, and now he's talking about Megan. And I'm like, oh, here's his redemption arc. Not that it was sufficient enough, but it felt like the start of his redemption arc because in my mind i still think he's supposed to be some type of hero like this Mm -hmm. is the moment that like when we want men to change is like what you know we're this is the moment we're hoping that they have and that they actually like stick to and do um and then andre goes like she ain't ever been up in this mother and then mother bursts through for her babies um, rips this guy's arm off and then beats him to death with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> literally, <laughs> such a brutal way to kill a man. Yeah. Like, he did not deserve that. He no, that. not at all. Justice for Andre. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so now they're like screaming and they're trying to get away. AJ. Almost immediately after giving the speech is like, you know, like he's running and it's kind of like a like, okay, like I'm trying to wait for you. I'm trying to help you. Like, and she's like, wait for me. Like, wait. Oh my God. I'm going to like, I'm coming. Like in reality, he's kind of left her. Yeah. And so Um, that bothered me so much because I'm just like, you just had your, your redemption arc, right? Like help her. You're still being an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, so maybe he's not. And then it mm-hmm. really just gets to the full shebang when they're at the top of the water tower. Mother is climbing up the stairs after them. There's nowhere for them to go. 
Tess is like, your gun. He picks up the gun and drops it like he has with every other weapon. Off the water tower. Off the water tower. And then he immediately goes and starts to justify, like, basically everything that he, like, is about to do. Mm-hmm. He goes, like, um, he's like, oh my gosh, there's nothing else for us. Like, there's nowhere left to go. Like, there isn't anything else that we can do. And he goes, like, I could make it. But you're going to have to, like, be the distraction. Slow him down, yeah. And so then he grabs Tess and says, like, come get your baby. And then tosses her off the roof. Mm -hmm. And Creature dives after her. So, to your point of of, uh, going against audience expectations, Mm -hmm. this was that moment for me. This is when I'm like fully just like, oh, he's not the hero. He can't be the hero. He's never going to be the hero. It took me this long to just <laughs> even like really consider it. Because I just, I really thought he was supposed to be some unlikable hero um, up until and this in point. Which a lot of cases he would be, which I'm really glad mm-hmm. this movie isn't because it mm-hmm. does solidify like at the end of the day between AJ and Mother. AJ is the monster. Yeah. Not mother. Mother saves Tess's life by diving off the water tower after Tess and breaks the fall. Um, AJ then goes down the water tower and is like, oh my god, what am I going to do? This is crazy. I can't believe that just happened. Uh, Turns out Tess is still alive. AJ then immediately starts telling a different version Mm -hmm. of what just happened. Mm -hmm. Cue the parallel between him and the and Megan and him being like, we're just telling different story, different versions of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, like, I didn't have a choice. I panicked. Like, you slipped. I didn't even let go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, like, we're like, dude, you literally tossed her off the building. I know. And then he says, like, <laughs> like it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. I'm saving you. Mm-hmm. So in his head, he is the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah. So that's where that is. And then Mother you know, like, comes to and squeezes his head to oblivion, which, mm-hmm. at this point, I was like, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes! You go! Um, and it was kind of precious, because, like, now she's, like, trying to take care of Tess, but then Tess is like, I can't, like, I can't go back there, like, I can't get mm-hmm. out. This is not sustainable, like, no. She kind of mercy kills Mother, and Mother honestly kind of accepts it at this point. Yeah. I, so, still wanting to believe um that aj has to be like has to have served some point (laughs) to this movie like they wouldn't have introduced him if he didn't have a point aside from just being some type of parallel and to be um part of a theme and to to like just drive like some like other points home Mm -hmm. which the everything I just said is kind of like the point of a character, but <laughs> I felt like he had to have some other reason for being in this film. I think if he is to be any type of hero at all, I think this is the moment he becomes that hero by accidentally shooting um, Tess and um, by by throwing her off the uh, water tower so that mother would save her and get injured makes gives her the opportunity he did all this to create the opportunity so that she could kill mother once and for all 
because by this point, mother is weakened. <laughs> no, it is. It is. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. It is. Um, but like, like at this point, he's dealt the biggest blow to mother by like weakening her, throwing her off the tap tower. Um, yeah. She took the blow for her, and then because she recognizes, mother recognizes that Tess is too injured to move. Uh-huh. She like gives Tess that opening to deal the final blow. Yeah. Once again, it's a stretch. And it's such a sad yeah. little scene. It is. Like, mother, like, kind of lets her do it. Um, and, like, at this point, I think they both, like, everyone's kind of just like, okay, too much damage has been done. Like, uh-huh. like yeah. yeah. The house I- is ruined. She can't really go back there. Like, if it's either you're just going to be wandering the streets as, like, this mutant person and nobody's mm-hmm. going to love you or you let me love you this one last time. Yeah. So, yeah, that happens. And then you get the wonderful, she gets up, walks away, and then it starts playing that incredible song. Won't you be my baby? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was, I honestly laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. I was like, stop, that's so on the nose. It's not even, it's also more in-depth too than just being on the nose like there is depth to that song um and i i didn't write it down and i suppose i should have um but one of the trivias of that song is the writer singer who made it was essentially like um her husband pretty much held her prisoner and her mom had to help her escape from her husband and in escaping it had to leave her son with the husband and the son was like horribly abused and um by the husband and so it was kind of like also slightly like an homage maybe to yeah yeah, to her too and what had happened (laughs) crazy Mm -hmm. um but yeah that is that is the movie which overall uh, that was absolutely wonderful Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I love this. Eh. <laughs> eh. Uh, uh, it's... It's a horror movie, is all I can say. I've got issues with it, and I I'm, understand that a lot of my issues with the movie are very, like, nitpicky, overthinking it type of issues. Definitely overthinking it and reading too much into it. But it it still affects how I view the movie. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah, I like that this is one of those horror movies that is more, like, thematically a reflection on, like, society and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that horror movies are kind of taking on that role more and more these days mm-hmm. and becoming a little bit more mainstream in that way of, like, using horror films. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, if I were to rate it, well, what would you rate it? I couldn't rate it until like we were talking about it just now. (laughs) Cause I just, I, like I said, I, I still had so many like unformed thoughts and Mm. feelings about everything especially the fact that it the mother character just made me uncomfortable and how like i view what they were doing with her so for me i think this is high 
for me and my thoughts on the film, but I gave it a five out of 10. So you wouldn't watch it again? No. If I did watch it again, if I did watch it again, it's to solidify my thoughts on my TED talk about her nakedness. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I would give it like an eight because they didn't really, they, they like touched on the explanation of like her and everything. Mm -hmm. Like I know it's not the point of the movie, but it's mm -hmm. just kind of like, there's a few things like why Andre's still alive and like, yeah, just things like that. Like I was just kind of like, okay, there's a little bit of like plot issues here um mm -hmm. but like overall it was like this is a really well done movie really well put together i did like tess and that she survived and that she like is the like good person of the movie like she's never mm -hmm. bad you know the moral through line yeah she's the moral through line of this movie um and i like that like like, she did suffer consequences for some of the things, but it wasn't, like... Mm -hmm. No good deed goes unpunished. Going back to yeah. rescue him only to be shot. Yeah. Trusting him on top of the water tower only to be thrown off. Like, she doesn't treat Mother like a horrific monster like uh, mm -hmm. what's-his-face does. AJ does. Um, She's able to see her as the victim like, that she yeah, is. There's yeah. still, like, a bit of sympathy and empathy there. Um and they show that. So, like, mm -hmm. I like I like that they empathize Mother and Tess and that, like, I think that it's a fairly good representation of, like, without villainizing the woman in the mm -hmm. horror story or making them, like, completely virginal and, mm -hmm. like, you know, final girl, like, oh, the thing that sucks about this is that her purity was lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but yeah so like yeah i'd probably give it a 10 or not a 10 an 8 out of 10 um for those reasons i do i really do like the nuances of the film mm -hmm. still don't like it <laughs> that's fine <laughs> see that's the thing about being a good critic is that you can acknowledge when a movie is in fact good without mm -hmm. having to like it <laughs> mm -hmm. um yeah, so I guess now we can play FMF. There's really only three main guys in this movie, which, as we mentioned in our last episode, there shouldn't be any more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, you can go watch that last episode to get that trick if you haven't. Um, but so there's Keith. There is AJ. And would we say Frank is, like, the really main guy? Because, like, I was like, Frank isn't... So, like, he's more important, mm -hmm. I guess, to, like, the plot. But I feel like Andre was more of, like, a... Good guy to use, yeah. I would say Andre like is... more relevant? Yeah, Andre is a character, a more relevant character. Frank feels almost like a prop piece. Yeah. Like, he's just backstory, almost. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Andre then. He's more of an actual character. Um, FMF. <laughs> Fuck my friend zone. Okay. Oof. Between Keith, Andre, and AJ. I mean... I really want to murder AJ. Because, like, I wouldn't be friends with him. Mm-hmm. 
But I guess in the idea of friend zone that doesn't actually technically exist, he would think that he would be in the friend zone. Mm-hmm. If we ever did, like if he ever knew me before what he did to Megan, he'd be like, oh, I'm in the friend zone now. So in his head, he's in the friend zone. Mm -hmm. In my head, he's unredeemable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would do everything I can not to interact with him. As I have often done in real life. <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree with that. Though. I would probably... I'd probably fuck, on, uh, fuck Andre and then marry Keith. Yeah, I'd probably do the same thing. Mary Keith, fuck Andre, friend zone AJ. Yeah. In the kind of friend zone that men think the friend zone is. Because everyone knows. Well, apparently not everyone. <laughs> the guys don't think the friend zone doesn't exist. So, yeah. AJ actually falls into the actual category of friend zone. <laughs> the true friend zone. Okay. Which so, is, he put himself there. Yeah. But so, like, a lot of the times, too, at least in my experience, is if I ever have to friend zone a guy, right, mm -hmm. um, they just stop being friends. Like, I don't yeah, see like them. They don't friends. talk to me. Yeah, they, like, they just disappear forever. Like, in my head, mm -hmm. you completely have lost all privileges of having any type of relationship. Oh, no, like, <laughs> yeah, like, it... To me, like, what happens they really, is they get they salty and this, embarrassed, this and then they just disappear from my life. Because mm -hmm. they can't take rejection, which I think mm -hmm. is crazy. But, and then that just became part of, like, like our society's consciousness, which is crazy. Or, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's even crazier. Um, so, anyway, that's why we do this, because it's just a reminder to everyone out there. About what the friends and really is. Um, and I just think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so we have rated, we've done FMF, we went through the movie, and... Recommendations. Yes, now we're going to recommend. Um, so you had The Room, mm -hmm. or is it just Room? I think I'm, I'm, think it might be The Room. It might just be Room, but I think it's The Room. Okay. Let's Google it. Which I haven't actually seen. Um, I remember this movie had reminded me kind of of Promising Young Woman. I just, I honestly think this one's better than Promising Young Woman. Uh, which, we have an episode on Promising Young Woman, if you want to hear why we didn't like Promising Young Woman. So you should go check that out. Um, but I guess as like a movie that has similar-ish themes, you could watch that one. I feel like... No, you're right. It is just room. It's Room? Mm-hmm. The Room is the one with Tommy Wiseau in it. Wiseau? Yeah. That's funny. Very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like there was another, like, movie or something that I was thinking of that, like, had similar... I recommended Prey. Just with the last girl standing, smart, thinks things through, tries to help Actually, other people. To be the final girl. Yeah. And, like, the hero. Dude, mm -hmm. so good. And it's not so much a loss of innocence either. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then because because I don't watch horror movies, um, I'm going to recommend two that I've already recommended a million times because I have no other movies to recommend. Mm -hmm. um, Get Out and Us. And Nope. 
<laughs> I would only recommend Nope because it's also a monster movie and it also has nuanced th themes in it. Yeah, they're similar in that way. Yeah. I think the other one I would mention is kind of more of like the comedic, uh, like satire look on society was um, Heather's. Mm. But yeah, that's pretty much what I got mm -hmm. for you guys. I really do feel like there was another one. I hope I remember what it was. Like, I feel like down deep into my subconscious that, <laughs> that I had thought of. So if I don't I remember it. I'll yeah. put it in like the like description or something. I don't, I don't know enough horror movies to <laughs> help. <laughs> I'm not even sure it was a horror movie. Like it, mm. Oh, you know what movie you should watch that has very similar vibes. Uh, not a horror movie, but kind of like a, like the whole like um like satirizing and mm -hmm. playing at themes and social statuses and stuff mm -hmm. the menu haven't seen it okay you got to it's so good the only thing i know about the menu is apparently it shut down a real life new york restaurant that's hilarious yeah no, we should no, because we should talk about that movie on the podcast. Okay. Like they don't, because it, it just recently also came out on HBO. Is um, it really? Yeah. Oh. Like, like this past week, I think. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So we should watch that one. But I would recommend that if you're looking for something similar to this. Not okay. a horror movie though. It's just more of the like satire comedy mm -hmm. bit. Um, it yeah. looks like a thriller, at least. The trailer. I mean, like a psychological one. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. A psychological thriller, yeah. Yeah. There isn't any, like, jump scares or, like, monsters or anything hmm. like that. Just kind of just, like, everyone's in a room and mm -hmm. you're like, can I trust you? Similar to, like, Glass Onion as well, mm -hmm. I would say. Similar vibes. So, yeah. Um, we are now going to shout out our Patreon VIPs. Uh, these guys are people that are the highest tier on our Patreon channel, which we put extra content up. We do, uh, video versions of the podcast that you can watch on Patreon. You also have access to our discord and you get first look at merch and, mm -hmm. um, discount codes. So go ahead and sign up to be a patron. If you aren't, we're going to shout out Kawana Coleman and Susan Johnson for being VIPs. Um, we absolutely are so grateful for your support. Um, and yeah, if you want to support us as well, you can follow our, Patre our Patreon um, or just follow us anywhere that we are on socials. You can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Um, and then definitely just listening. Um, so yeah, go ahead and if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you are listening on any podcasting audio site like Spotify or Apple Music or something, go ahead and give us a follow and a like and even a review. Um, and 
yeah, we will be back with more stuff. Uh, we might actually end up putting out video or not videos, um, episodes more often this year. Um, but we will let you know on that. I mean, obviously you would notice because you get an <laughs> for the fact that we have come out with a new episode sooner than normal so keep an eye out for that um yeah thank you guys so much for listening and we hope you have a good one bye, bye.